Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and The Saint. you in and out i'm not Let in a rush like rush. i told you I'm just i know go. i just want to i just want to we always go over we went over last week so go over what go over the time you know hour and 30 as i put for the recording but uh we go over you know i could always change i that. don't think i got enough to talk about for hour and 30 these fucking lot of weight and these big ass lips moving <laughs> <laughs> i'll walk out of here fatigued bro like i just ran five miles yeah Those are pretty dope beats. Yeah, they're pretty good, huh? Yeah. Hey, I want to get. Uh, I'm supposed to have somebody in here that's a freestyle. That's a rapper. I've had a few people. I ain't trying already. to hear none of that bullshit. <laughs> 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 I was supposed Papa to have this one guy. I don't want to say his name. Free world. Uh, <laughs> 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 rabbit. <laughs> I just heard a, uh, what was it? I heard a song or it was like a clip from uh, B-Rabbit. Oh, no. Did you see that one on Instagram when Joe Biden? We used to fucking hang out with Freddie. Freddie was on here, right? Yeah. And man, dog, we used to sit around at house parties. I'm talking back in the day, smooth out of the 90s and the early 2000s, me, um, Freddie James, or James Weed? Mother. Yeah, I know James. One of the first weddings I was in, that was dope as shit. Made me feel good to be a friend to my picky for a wedding. But no, <laughs> Freddie Morales, um, that dude would take us to house parties, and he's a couple years older, and they would be in the corner, like, bumping some random-ass beat, and fools would be standing around rapping hot-ass breath. <laughs> <laughs> And Freddie was pretty good, bro, but sometimes I'd sit there and be like, man, you're trash, just to be a dick, <laughs> you know? But 
he was he was he Freddy, was better than most sometimes. Freddie, uh, Freddie, Freddie bust. I used to bust in high school with uh, Cleo Welch during Cleo. during the football days. We we sit there in a circle and and bust. And I I used to rap for my church. Oh really? Yeah. Like the, the whole the whole uh, the whole football team used to smell like freaking onions all the time. Musty assholes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's one of them, dude, that smelled really bad. He, I don't think he washed his uniform, his practice uniform. He didn't wash it all season. Oh, my God, you guys stunk. But it's all right. That's the past. You smell good now. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're doing we're doing a little bit better now. <laughs> but, you know, Freddie was really good at, at busting. Uh, actually, during the, the Fantasy Football League, when we get together every year, I was all pumped up, you know, and I, I dropped a couple bars on Fred, dude, caught him off guard. I'm not like, really okay, in, okay. I'm not really into like the backpack rappers, like you know the KRS ones and the critics. I've seen him. Like the critics, I'm not that guy. I like that. I like that. That slap, that California rap. I don't really care. Like E40. No, I don't even like E40. All that Ridlin and shit. I, I like maybe five songs out of his 500. I like. I'm more of um. Jeezy. A, yeah, Jeezy. I love Jeezy. Oh, I, really? I, I like rappers that tell stories. I want to tell a story. I, I want to. Listen to a song and actually like the TM one hundred and three with Jeezy. That's the best one, dude. I no. left it in Chato's car one day. We went to a house party. I I brought the CD to play on the way there, getting all pumped up, and I left it in his car. He ended up getting rid of the car. He sold the car. Oh, that would have lost. I would have lost my mind. I was pissed. TM one hundred and three. That's probably one of the best ones I've seen with Jeezy. The Stug Motivation. I like the one hundred and one. Yeah. I like I like that one too. I like a lot of them, bro. He's good. A lot of people say he's really not a lyricist, but I could care less. Tell me a story and some shit I could bump to. Tell you. Know you. I mean? Drop the top and dip. I don't know. Well, fuck it, man. Let's get this podcast started, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode. This is episode 49. I am your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola. Today's date is October 4th. The year is 2020. The location, we are back. I'm back at the studio. A.K.A. the bunker, A.K.A. the lab, A.K.A. the shelter. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. We are 30 days out until the election. Thank God I'm blessed that I live in one of the best countries in the world, regardless of what we see on, on TV or hear on the radio. I want to thank my past guest, Miss Viviana Gonzalez. Thank you so much. It was an honor to have you on the podcast. It was great. To meet new people, like I said before on the past podcast, it's always great to get new people in to get to know them. You said you were willing to come back on the podcast again. I'm excited for that now that you're my friend. Thank you for the shirt, even though it wasn't for me, but I appreciate it. I am wearing it right now. Go Teamsters. Was that for me? That was for you. <laughs> she gave you my shirt. Yeah, she said that you were uh, a double X, mm -hmm. and so she let me keep it. Because I, I was going to ask her, I go, where's mine at? Mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, shout out to Viviana Gonzalez. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you. God bless you. My guest today, like I do every podcast, I get right into it, is a good friend of mine. I consider him one of my best friends. He's a childhood friend. He knows my family, every single one of them. He is a UPSer, and he's also a Teamster representative. Mr. Terry Diggs, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Episode welcome. 49. It took you 49 episodes to show up, huh? Nah, you want to see if this is the real deal or what? I'm a little nervous, but your intro was official like a ref with a whistle. Well, it's, it's taken to me 49 times to get it down. I'm, I'm still <laughs> practicing. You know, I'm still trying to figure, figure things out. 
But uh, I'm doing the damn thing over here, I'm just trying gonna, my best. I'm sure it's kind of pissed off if y'all don't give you my shirt. Well, she says you're a double X. <laughs> I don't care what she said. <laughs> no loyalty, I assume. Yeah, I like the back, too. I didn't know it had a back hard. emblem that on the back. That shit's hard. So is that her? Co- is that her company or what? No, it's a guy out of Ralph's. He's a he's a pretty um, affluent teamster. He's always in the mix. I believe he's Ralph's uh, warehouse, Compton. He does some good stuff. Promotes teamsters. He's always at the Dodger game. They they're out there thick. They're posted. It's kind of like Raider fans, bro. It's kind of like a it's a club or a clique. It's an understanding of a brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever it may be. We're all fighting the good fight. I would say. Well, tell the people a little bit about yourself. People that don't know anything about Teamsters, UPSers. Obviously, I've known you for so long. We could sit here and ramble on about about anything. But the people that are listening from around the world, people that ain't Teamsters or UPSers, talk a little bit about yourself, where you where you grew up, and stuff like that. Who I am today, it really doesn't. It starts more than you know my job, my my affiliations, and stuff like that. I'm more of a a kid who grew up in a nicer neighborhood really didn't fit in took a lot of time finding real friends so on and so forth the reason why i'm so strong with the whole teamster thing and and uh stability in a job is i watched instability in in the workplace growing up now i look at jobs as a as almost like a pacifier a baby that needs a pacifier everybody needs their pacifier they need a guaranteed pacifier until you know, it's time to get out get out of the workplace, but I don't really care for job hopping and so on and so forth. But I am I am a teamster. I am a UPSer. I stumbled upon the job. We're sitting around being nobodies, mm-hmm. drinking beers mm-hmm. in the afternoon after we barely went to school. One of the one of our another childhood friend, we all grew up in the same clique. A lot of people who've been on this podcast already are, are people that I know grew up with. So they know how we got down. We hung out in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We drank beer way before we should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. The um, Patels. The Hotel Patel. Yeah, Dip Patel. He told us one day, hey, man, I'm going to go down to down to this agency, get this job. I said, man, because I was tired of digging in the couch cushions for freaking High life money, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I'll go. So UPS was supposed to be beer money until we got through school. Went down, took a math test. Boom, UPS hired us. I was not a, even a UPS employee or a Teamster. I was what you call a scab. I remember that. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was even. I used to get this weird vibe from everybody when I'd walk in the building, you know, because we were doing, like, more technical shit. I'm setting up. What Wayne packages? Nah, that's, <laughs> no. It, we were training. We weren't the. We weren't the actual auditors. Bill Mala, who was on here, he yeah. was our boss. And I asked Bill, I was like, Hey, Bill, how do I get a job here? Oh, you gotta work real hard. Bill, you're a bullshitter, bro. If you're listening, you're a bullshitter. <laughs> we had Joel Smith, love that fool. He's yeah. a bullshitter too. They told us you had to work really hard. We never could have got jobs there. It wasn't mm-hmm. in the cards. One day, this older, older gentleman, real. Bright white hair, dude. His name was John Campa. He was a badass teamster. Me and him did not get along. It doesn't matter if I get along with you or not. I can tell you when somebody is solid in what they believe in. He he was the core root of what it was to be a teamster. When you mentioned his name, it rang bells. And he got respect from members and management, so on and so forth. He walked up to us one day and he told us, um, I want to have a meeting outside. And I'm thinking, I don't want to talk to this old man. Yeah. 
Buffalo took us out back, there was like 20 of us. Mm-hmm. Told us we're all scabs. We're going to get the hell out of their building. <laughs> and they're doing union work. Mm-hmm. You know, me being 18 years old, man, fuck this old fart. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was just telling V this story the other day. That shit's funny. But I was like, man, fuck this. Duh, duh, duh. Well, long story short, the people who got the jobs, a lot of us, 10 out of 20, they offered us the opposition, the not not the opposition, the option. The option, yeah. Go union or go management because they couldn't depend on their actual employees to be able to train the full-timers coming in to do dimensional weights off the top of their heads, mm-hmm. any of that stuff that we've been doing. We've been making the company mad money just taxing customers who were cheating on their cheating, shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we're setting up the machines. Siemens came in. Just jobs started getting deleted. Computers started taking over. We became UPS employees. We became uh, Teamsters. I chose to be a Teamster. I don't know why. I, I can't remember that far back. I can't tell you straight up. Oh, I knew, I knew, I knew. I didn't know. You know, a couple guys went management. A couple guys got fired because they didn't fit the criteria of what UPS wanted as an employee due to their background. And then that's where my whole career started. Soon after that, those those full-timers that we were training that came in, they eventually took our jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Management walks up to me one day, oh, next week you're going to start loading that trailer. By this, <laughs> by this time, mm-hmm. you know, by this time, shit, I'm creeping up on 20 years old. So I'm finagling my way into c- continuing to train, continuing to train. Pissed off at the union. Could not stand the union because I didn't understand what seniority meant, you know. Because yeah. naturally, as human beings, we are selfish. We care about us. Yep. What's best for us. Mm-hmm. Not what's best for the whole herd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's where we fall short. That's where we fall into the position that we're in today. Is people look at something and say, for my life, for my life, for me, and not paying attention to anybody else that could be affecting. So that was me. A rep walked up to me. Smooth ass dude. Dave, um, we call him Shorty, right? Shorty, um, what did he do? I was pissed off because they were saying, hey, you got to go unload these trailers. And I'm like, man, I never unloaded trailers. I don't want to do that. Right? He tells me, shut your ass up. You'll be a driver in a couple months anyways. And that's a pipe dream. That's a pipe dream. I'm 20 years old. I'm about to turn 21. Tells me you're going to be a driver in a couple months anyways. Nobody knows when you're going to be a driver, when they're going to call you. But you're talking back in like 05. 2000 to 2005, everybody was getting DUIs, bro. Yeah, I got mine. I got mine around there. Everybody was getting DUIs. Everybody was getting speeding tickets. So they were disqualified, disqualified. Can't do it, can't do it. And we had this little panda bear, dude, this little kung fu panda. Her name was Beverly. Everybody called her Buttons. (laughs) She had a mustache bigger than yours. Um, (laughs) She would... uh, she would do the in-building in training for people, and she was scared. 70% of the people out of even wanting to do the job, just mm-hmm. kind of thugged out she was. So my, my number came up, and I had already been delivering bread on my day job. Mm-hmm. So driving that truck was easy peasy. So Dave was right, and then little by little, it was like a plant growing out of the concrete. Couldn't stand the union, didn't understand the union, didn't understand healthcare. I was young, never needed it. As soon as his... his um. His words came to fruition and grew. I knew right then and there. What these people say, well, for my union, for my house, it's true. It's true. So I got my shot at it a few months later. That driving. 
Yeah, driving. Yeah, made it. Made it past. But you gotta be twenty one. Yeah, a few. I turned. I was turning twenty one. Remember, I said I was twenty. Okay, so he told you a couple. A of week months. after I turned twenty one, I got called to drive. Damn, you went earlier than me. Hell yeah, I did, dog. Smooth. Like I wiggled into the job. Yeah. Wiggled into driving. Didn't even belong there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I applied at FedEx first. And nobody hold that against me. They wouldn't hire me. They said I didn't fit their their build. Probably because I would have turned them fuckers into union once I figured out what yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out. I just started hustling. Shit, by the time I was 23, I, I felt like I was above uh, above the world. You know, I didn't belong. Gave me the opportunity to do a lot for my family. And that's what people, that's why I got involved with the union. Once I had the ability to do for my family, well, we were falling short. Even my dad, who's falling out of control now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, there's times, even when people have a lot of money, shit goes wrong, you fall short, you mm-hmm. want to be there especially your family to pick them up. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So this job, shit, me at 23, 24, 25, I have more money than most people. But I was too busy taking care of everybody, which I should have been doing. Made sure my mom, my sister, everybody had the nicest shit. Mm-hmm. And it was made in the honest fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hard work. Yeah, I didn't have to sell no dope. I didn't have to do none of that shit. For me to get all the shit I had, I believed if I went to work, and this was my thing, everybody, we are young. They want to get off the clock. They want to go to the bar. They want to party. My idea was, shit, if if I hang out here, they're going to hand out money. Even more money after eight hours. So that's what my thing was. And I've told you that many a time. I will stay at work because ain't nothing at the house besides beer, bitching, and bills. Mm -hmm. And I'm making dough here, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's that's how it worked out. The job-wise, outside of that, I've kept the same group of friends. Mm -hmm. Outside of the whole work aspect, I don't want to jump around in topics. but No, you're good. We've kept the same group of friends pretty loyal to the soil even though mm. even though our views are totally different you mm. know a lot of my friends um a lot of them don't believe in this whole union thing that i believe in i, I believe in this union establishes uh the bar in the world you know grant i love listening to grant grant mm. i think who was on your show people don't know dude that guy is gonna be one of the um one of the best that ever ever did it for the labor force and it's mm-hmm. not about like bullying companies or anything like that people got to understand it's about health care you know what i mean it's not about uh, like i tell everybody what's more important your health care or your second amendment right for me it's health care because a gun on your hip and cancer in your blood you're dead either way it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know what i mean a gun's not going to do anything for your sick child a lot of people out here are broke as a joke can't figure out how to pay for med bills for their family members but they're they're out there voting and doing everything they do on behalf of their Second Amendment right, not knowing, hey, there's more to life that are more important than actually a gun or this is not. Don't get me wrong. I'm a gun owner. Mm-hmm. It's not that important as people try to hype it up to be. Most people who, who are, who are my gun, my gun, my gun, they're scared. Fear is what drives this country right now. Mm-hmm. Fear. My only fear is my union crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are strong. Hell Weird yeah. Teamsters are strong. Wrong, yeah, Once wrong. they took over the, the 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 medical part, because UPS was in charge of our medical for so many years, right? Yeah, I didn't really care for that. Honestly, you didn't care for that. I thought I didn't, I didn't care for that. Um, now the Teamsters are in charge. Does that make us stronger, right? Uh, it gives us more money. My my local, the way that the Teamsters are running, it's working out pretty damn good so far. But it just scares me. Who's controlling that house? Who's gonna misuse the funds? Right yeah. now, the the funds are being handled by, for the most part, for out of my local and so on and so forth, it's being handled by by seasoned vets who are not greedy. 
Because that's, well, that's the problem with, I think, another issue with the rest of this world is greed. Oh, yeah. Everybody's greedy. Everybody, oh, what works for me, what does for me, this, this, and that. They'll step on 50 people to make $50. The healthcare, I didn't really care for that. Because now the union's getting involved. The unions are, the union is pretty damn gangster. They don't play that shit. If they think there's a crooked doctor out there, they're going to cut off the funding. They're going to tell them to pound sand eat like shit. The, like the old school mafia. Yeah, they're going to cut your ass off. It's not like, how about this? You're just not going to get over on them. They're not like, you know, when UPS was running shit, they didn't want to be sued for denial of, of health care benefits. But the Teamsters, on the other hand, that's all we do is investigate. And they're going to they're gonna tell you 50 reasons why we're not we're going to cut you off. You know what I mean? I have an example. Doctor, you know who? Yeah, big end dog. And he's saying that they're that the Teamsters ain't paying them anymore because once the pandemic started, he had to do video chat. Yeah. And so they're not paying them anymore. And so everything, every driver that goes to him now, he he, he asked for cash. Oh yeah, yeah. But but see, this is, is, that, is that is that something like have to do with with the. Uh, the teamsters going, hey man, he he he's shady. He's not doing things right. But then again, no, they want to call my dude shady. But see, this is a thing. Is it who's shady? The guy who comes to him and tells him a fake story about what he's going through in life and so on and so forth in order to get his ass out of work, or is he straight up guy? And actually, people who are really hurting inside go see him, and they actually get that nurturing that they actually need to move mm -hmm. forward, propel. Mm -hmm. If you listen to what N Dog says. It's about being respectfully real. You mm -hmm. soak that up, he will change your life. Angry people, he will he will calm the waters, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But suicidal people. Oh yeah. Everything down. Shout the out line. to Dr. Narenberg. I'm Shout gonna out. say his name. Yeah. He's a he's a great dude. Uh I went and saw him during the layoffs. I I met him through you. Yeah, during the layoffs, man. It was crazy working up up in the hills and being forced to go to Ridgecrest, Yosemite and drive a UPS truck because of the, unfortunately, the greed of this country drove us into a recession. 2008, nobody remembers that. Drove us into I a recession. Do. The greed, the greed drove us in. The, the the dirty bankers, the capitalists, all those guys who who um, will step on somebody to get ahead. Those people destroyed the country. Well, it really didn't destroy me. But the cool part about it is I went and saw him because I was just tired of staying here and there, um, driving two, three hours to work or even further the fear of staying in a hotel. Um, losing my train of thought. The ho the Basically, the union, on a, mm -hmm. once again, the reason why it all comes full circle back to the union and why I'm proud to be a Teamster, everybody else lost their job in 2008. People were asked out. People were living off this EDD, Social Security, all mm -hmm. these socialist things we have. Mm -hmm. People were thriving off of them, going to the government. I need this, I need that. Well, guess what? The backbone of this country, labor, kept me working. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The union kept me working. Provisions in the contract sent me everywhere Yeah, same to keep my me. feet moving. Mm -hmm. You know, you were laid off with me. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was asked out. Nowadays, those same people who now have money and now have their little bullshit job, maybe 20 grand in their 30 grand in their bank account, and they feel like they're rich, mm -hmm. they're looking down the bridge of their nose at everybody else who has a little bit less or might need a little bit of help right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I say to all those people, you need to humble yourselves. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? You don't have that pacifier, and this shit might happen again. Yeah, again, yeah. It might happen again. Mm -hmm. I don't wish nobody to struggle. But when you don't have any provisions or protections in the job you're in, 
it's a dog eat dog world, you mm -hmm. know. It's Here, cutthroat, man. It is cutthroat. But outside of that, it was it was cool. I just I just don't like I don't like people and people tell me one of my buddies told me the other day I need to humble myself. <laughs> he it, told it, you that yeah. somebody told you the yeah, humble big yourself. E, little E. He told me you need to humble yourself. And I said, we were talking about retirement and and healthcare and so on and so forth. And I told him humble myself. So I whatever people tell me, I bake on it. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, you tell me some. Um, fuck off. This is who I am. No, I believe in self reflection. Looking at yourself and and actually, when people say you need to take heed. Even if you think they're a jackass or a dumbass or you love them to death, I don't care what your standing is. If they tell you something and they mean it, so I start reflecting on it. I said, humble myself. Because I was speaking of my health care benefits and what I wanted to do. And <laughs> I didn't want to leave California because guess what? People hate California. I'll pay Caesar what I owe Caesar, right, biblically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Biblically. I, don't care, I don't care about taxes. I care about the rich getting richer and us getting taxed more because we are – the legs to this economy, the working mm -hmm. class, the middle class, we establish everything from the unions and the working class, got everybody their paid holidays, mm -hmm. got everybody their paid sick leave, got everybody, all the provisions that people who don't know nothing about unions, they don't know that they started all of this for everybody mm -hmm. else. We established the bar, right? So, what year was the union started? A, a, a typical union, because there's multiple unions, right? Uh, the unions came in right after Prohibition. It was like 1912, No, no, no. You're talking the 30s. 32, right? 30s, 19, because 30. the Industrial Revolution brought apart, brought up, brought upon textile companies and and uh, delivery services, and, and, and the country was moving so fast. All these big tycoons at the top, they were soaking up all this money. Now you're talking mafia stuff, and you know there's movies out about that. I don't know about none of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All I know about <laughs> is um, there was a necessity. To make a fair day's work for a fair, fair day's, day's pay. pay. Yeah. There had to be. There had to be established. And everybody's got to understand that that is a necessity. But back back down to what I was talking about, why my buddy told me I need to humble myself. I wasn't talking like as if this is what I have. Ha ha. You don't have it. Mm -hmm. I was letting him know. I'm not going to run out of California. I'm not going to find another means to go somewhere else and do something else. Unless I'm already old and I'm ready to go to the freaking God's waiting room like Florida or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to do any of that <laughs> yeah. because I'm ready to get out of here when I'm 50, mm -hmm. retire with my health care for me and my wife mm -hmm. because that's what I care about. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have to work forever, but he goes, oh, you need to humble yourself. I go, I humble myself. Well, I'm the guy for all these years from 21 years old. It gets up and goes to work every day. Goes to work every day. A lot of times I'm working six days a week, and it's a lot of times it's 12 hours a day for me. I'm money hungry. So I'll stay up there all night long, and I told him, humble myself. Well, if we tally up all the hours I've worked versus your eight-hour days, <laughs> I think I rightfully get to retire at 50 years old because I'll have you beat by six or seven years by the time I'm done working. Damn. You know, you got to think about it. Yeah. If we're willing to clock 10s, 11s, 12s, it means a lot. It means a lot towards your everything. Like I was saying, humble myself. I think I'm pretty damn humble. Anybody in our group that ever needed something, I'll give it to them. I don't look down my bridge, down the bridge of my nose at anybody and saying they have less than. Now, I do talk shit, mm -hmm. and I do like to pick on my buddies mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. think that they have more than somebody else <laughs> or, they're, or they're doing so well when they just started getting money within the past five to ten years. Like, come on, man. You need to humble yourself. Mm -hmm. And I don't think money makes the person like – 
I kick it with people who are broke as shit, and I think I get along better with them because they have the same mind state I do. I'm, I'm trying to do better, enrich myself spiritually, um, financially, uh, work-wise, enrich everybody around me. If you hang around 10 broke fools, you're the 11th. You hang around five fools who are trying to move forward, you guys will all propel each other forward. I don't know anybody hangs around a bunch of people who want to do nothing and they continue to, to exceed. I think either you either grow out of it, you know, we growing up out of high school, I didn't know what I was going to do, man. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have no, your, your story is just like mine. I didn't know. Yeah. Everybody was getting, getting jobs here. Hey, I got a job at UPS. We all went all the guys (laughs) from high school. Everyone that started at UPS, I'm, I'm still the only one. Me too. You know, I, I, I stuck with something. I was like, well, what am I going to do? I was going to school at the same time, grinding. And trust me, I wanted to go get that job for 15. Hey, there's a job they're paying $15 an hour. Hell yeah. Hey, there's a job that's paying, you know, this and that. And like you just bounce from job to job. Mm-hmm. But you want that stability. You want mm-hmm. that, hey, what's more important? Mm-hmm. The pay or your medical or a 401k. For working for a company where you build seniority. You're talking Not, about the end game. Yeah, it's, it's about the end game, <laughs> right? I didn't game. know at, at a young age. I just knew that why am I going to continue to – I had a good schedule. Yeah. I go I go to school in the morning, come home, hang out with my mom because everyone else was in school. Mm-hmm. Hang out with her, watch Lu- I Love Lucy <laughs> or uh, what's one? Leave it to Beaver. What's Andy the, Griffin's show. Andy Griffin's show. That's the one. That was dope. And she Everybody was me. single in Mayberry. Remember that. Really? Everybody was single. Everybody so was single. No, everybody was single in Maryberry. The only married guy was the guy who was always getting wasted, locked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had to medicate himself. You never noticed that? Everybody no, in Maryberry was single. Dude. See, I like, see, I'm, I'm a weird ass boy. I no, follow, you're not I weird follow. at all. But I would talk to my grandma. She'd yeah. be on the phone with her, and we would have mm-hmm. lunch, watch TV with her, mm-hmm. the old school shows. My grandma would be on the phone. I just I love that stability, that, mm-hmm. that that love, that comfort I was getting, and obviously you you grow, you know, in seniority, mm-hmm. you grow in college, and it just it takes that process takes time. You can't build a house without a foundation, mm-hmm. and during those times we were building a foundation. Mm-hmm. We were built, we were building something. We just didn't know it subconsciously. How, however, it happened, whether it was God or our parents, what we were taught in school. We got that foundation. Now, unfortunately, there's people out there that are unfortunate to not have those foundations. Yeah. But there's people that did have the, those foundations and still fucked up. I don't know what it is. I can't, ex- I can't explain it to you, but I've seen different types of things and, and going down the road. I could have went down the fucking road, dude, years ago. I could have lost everything being a fucking opioid fucking uh, heroin addict, dude, and 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 partying, and because I made it right, I was making good money, I was gonna, I was and I was being a jackass. Ass, bro. I was, I was, I was, you know, I was bored. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm 24, I'm making over 100, 100k a year. Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. My family's straight. My lady's working. We're doing good. And then 08 hit. Boom, you get laid off. Her dad, my lady's dad, got sick. Had, had cancer in the brain. She had to quit her job and, and shitty times. Yeah, shitty times. Shitty but though, times. but you know what? I appreciate those times because it, it's made me to the person I am today. It's made me a lot stronger. It's made me a lot more wiser and, and understand things and, and what people are going through. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm really glad you brought that up. Another thing is, well, like I said, we grew up in a pretty damn nice neighborhood. Me and Steve did. 
you know, don't get it wrong. Our parents are our parents, you know, perfect or not. They're perfect for us. We didn't get to see how hard it was for anybody else. So our mind state growing up was on a full-blown conservative mind state. You work hard. You believe in God. You do all these things. This is the way it is. If you work hard, this is what you get at the end of the day. I felt that way until I started going into the neighborhoods during the layoff, walking into the jungles, the Springdales, the Scottsdales. Nobody knows. Everybody on this podcast are like, damn, what is he talking about? These are neighborhoods that there ain't no opportunities. Mm-hmm. Grandmother. And you've gotten to see those, right? Oh, my God. I'm talking. As a driver, being working yeah. in Long Beach, Compton. The 6th LA, downtown. Uh, these are neighborhoods. These are apartment complexes. Super, well, the, the Scottsdales are condos that have turned into, like, apartments-style uh, living. But basically, you got three generations of a family and a pregnant granddaughter in the same household. They don't have a car. They don't know no better. Nobody's ever left within a 30-mile radius what of What do they place. watch? What do they listen to? I mean, Oh, it's they... thugged out. It's thugged out because guess what? That's... that's the grandpa um, listened to... Uh, you know. What is that? What is that? Well, the grandmother's max 50 years old. Oh, shit. The mom's 30. The daughter's 15, pregnant. You get what I'm saying? It's not always mm-hmm. those numbers. Mm-hmm. But it's three generations. Nobody's really that old. Nobody can change anything this is where they grew up this is what they know there ain't no job fairs down there the same shit we had growing up you got you go somewhere go to uh, cypress college they had a job fair this this, isn't there ain't nothing going on down there in those kind of neighborhoods you know what i mean Mm -hmm. everybody's trying to hustle and come up i don't blame them i don't blame them because if my parents it's not their fault yeah because look at look at my dad my mom she came from a nicer part of town Mm -hmm. you know she did grow up in long beach but it was on the nice side Mm -hmm. My dad, on the other hand, he grew up in Watts, um, basically uh, bounty hunter territory. They're all bloods, Mary Avenue. Mm-hmm. My dad watched his twin brother get killed, his brother baby Joe get killed. My dad grew up in a horrible, horrible place. Nobody knew any different. Him and a buddy of his decided at 17 years old, we got to go get a job. So they thought that they were going to go down to the unemployment office just go get another another warehouse job. And most of them were working at this radiator place. Mm-hmm. They built radiators. <laughs> so I my, know a few people yeah, from high school that did yeah. that. What are you doing now? I'm building radiators. <laughs> yeah, they, they're building radiators. So my dad's like, oh, I'm tired of this. So him and his buddy go down to the unemployment office. And um, Joe and um, I believe it was Joe and Richard Carnese walked into the unemployment office. These You're talking about, I think they're half Italian, half um, some Hispanic. The Carnesis, I don't know what, what that, I forget. I just knew them as Latinos, Hispanics. They walked into an unemployment office in the hood of L.A., and they're from Santa Fe Springs. And they walk in there, and there's a line full of people, and they walk in and say, who wants to be an electrician? Mm-hmm. My dad and his buddy step out of that line, and the world changed for them. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. When opportunity arises, that's what my bloodline does, bro. We, mm-hmm. we go after it, mm-hmm. right? My dad st- stepped out of that line. They taught him how to be a master electrician. He was running that company by the time he was 25 years old. He was the head supervisor. Wow. Yeah, so if they wouldn't decided to walk into that unemployment office, what we, where would we be today? But God saw them that they wanted to change their lives, dude. They wanted... My dad was never there. my dad was never into that, but my dad no, knew no better. So yeah. these Carnesis brought him to Santa Fe Springs. So now he's in a work truck and they're doing all this electrical work at all these gas stations. So now my dad's out of the hood. He's seen 
everything uh, with this Southern California has to offer. Goes home and I guess him and my mom, because they were married at the time, we want to get out of get out of Compton. So now I'm born. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents bought that house in Compton when they were 18. They bought the house in Buena Park when they were 21. How much did you get it for? 115,000. My dad got his yeah. for 150. Yeah, it's 115,000. Right the, yeah. the reason why is What uh, year? 85. I was no, 84. I was one. Yeah, I think my dad got his in the 90s. Yeah. So this so long story short, this guy uh the Carnese family introduced my family to some really good um white people, man. The Townsends. And I remember um growing up, it wasn't just black people we were around. We my parents had friends, the Townsends, um, Julie and Bob, they were real estate agents. We'd be going to weddings of every race. You know, the Carnesis would throw parties. Carnesis? The Carnesis Who were the Carnesis? They lived in Fullerton. They had a house in Fullerton Hills. All Robert Carnesis still lives over there. These are the guys who went into the unemployment office with my dad yeah, yeah, and yeah. pulled them out of the line. Um, I went to high school with his daughter. I haven't seen her since. It was, it was pretty nuts. It was pretty nuts. That's when I went to Fullerton to do a year in high school. But uh-huh. she, um, that's just a cool story. My dad told me, you know, I was going to quit uh-huh. UPS and you talked about them, them jobs like, oh, you can make more money here. My dad told me, you don't quit that job. That union work is good work, you know? I told you to quit UPS? No, my dad told oh. me. Remember you said, oh, you didn't know, you wanted to go get another job that pays more, so on and so forth. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to go to another warehouse. I told you that? No, you're telling me you're just talking about it right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. well, oh, people were telling you about other jobs. I thought maybe I might have told you, too. Hell nah, bro. We were brown to the bone, dog. We, were, we ain't going nowhere. It was it was a good deal. It was a good deal, man, the way it worked out for me. I stumbled upon UPS. My dad stumbled upon being an electrician. You never know your future, right? Mm-hmm. It's about taking advantage of an opportunity in front of you. But my point is, is not everybody gets those opportunities in front of them. Or they're not, they're mm-hmm. not wise enough to see... This is an opportunity because look how many places we go to. You got guys who are loyal to these companies, man. Show up every day, bust their ass, this, this, and that. And these greedy fucks are handing them pennies. Mm-hmm. They're handing them pennies and they're okay with mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got places, man, guys running the warehouse, cleaning the floors. Knows every in and out of these companies, man. And these dudes are handing them 15 bucks an hour. How many people have you gotten jobs at UPS? I've gotten a few. I got one guy that's starting at UPS. Shout out to my boy Eric at the UPS store. I, I've I've talked to him and, and not nurtured him like a baby, but I've you know been a big brother and say, look at dude, you're working at the UPS store, you're making good money, right? You're making fifteen bucks an hour, living at home with your mom, dad, whatever you're doing, grandma. You're you're the manager now. You're the manager. You worked your way up. Congratulations, good. I go. You want to make real money. You want a future. You need, you need to start looking ahead. And shout out to him, man. He he's a uh, Working at UPS, you just stick got a job it. two hours. Yeah, stick, stick with, with it, Eric. man. Stick with it. Do it. Do it. I know it sucks. I know you'll switch but your But what else have we got? What else have we got? Write a book, become a scientist and cure uh, cancer. I don't know. Go there to college. I don't know. The UPS I store, let, let everybody know, the UPS store is not UPS, okay? you were. It's basically a mailboxes, et cetera. It's, it's a cool job if you own the joint, you know? Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it's a dead end, and I'm glad your buddy decided to take that. I don't have, I haven't got too many people jobs. Um, I got a couple of buddies' jobs. They screwed it over. Um, now their management? Nah, hell nah, <laughs> nah. I season them, season them up before that. But no, 
I got this one guy, Gilbert. Man, this kid's a this kid. He had a kid. He was my driver helper, 2007, 2008, probably probably later than that. My years are all we're in 2020, right? Yeah. Maybe 12. He was my helper, 12 or 13. He's a smart little Latino kid, man. He was cool as shit. He used to. His parents owned a nice Mexican restaurant right there in Manhattan Beach, uh, right there, pretty pretty close to the water. He got on my truck, and after like the third or fourth day, he told me, I'm going to do this for my career. I'm like, what? He's like, I love this job. And I looked at him like, oh, all right. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to know how much money I make. He didn't ask about none of that. He said, I want to do this job. I'll be damned, bro. This fool's a full-time driver now out yeah. of Beach Center. I got him the job. He stuck with it. Now, this is a kid who had a kid. His um, As soon as he made it as a driver past probation, his old lady made it as an RN. Oh, shit. Yeah. She left his ass out of nowhere. Went and got another dude. She she Damn. left him instantly. And I was thinking to myself, an RN and a driver in the same house, they can live wherever they want in California. He's never home, though. Yeah, neither. Neither was she. Yeah, neither was she. Did she go she, to the doctor? No, nah, I don't know. Some fool. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't even ask him. I try not to ask those questions. But this dude did everything for her. I mean, he was working at the parents' restaurant, UPS at night, paying for her schooling. And she uh, and she dipped. But you know what? He's he's a positive guy. What's his name? It's Gilbert. Shout out to Gilbert. Man, he's a he's a great driver. He complains a little bit, but shit, everybody does. Oh, man, I'm everybody. the king of complaining, bro. Every, every, every time I call yeah, you, yeah. you go, what the fuck are you talking about yeah. now? Here yeah. he goes. Here comes the weirdo. And I start nah. fucking yapping my mouth and knowing there's like three other people on the party line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk on the party line at work. It's it's cool. Um, knowledge comes through dialogue. You know, you mm-hmm. wonder why people are like, man, why are you always on the phone? We're not talking about bullshit. We're talking about politics. We're mm-hmm. talking about the ups and downs of life. Somebody mm-hmm. might be going through it. Right. Somebody might need to get their mind off of something. A lot of times it's other UPSers. A lot of times we got buddies in other industries that have the freedom of talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's not really a gossip alley. It's more of, especially with like Viviana and, and people who are aspiring to get involved in the union. We sit there and season each other up, tell mm-hmm. each other parts of the contract that they'll need to know. You know, her being a steward also, I just, I need her to be the best she can be because it makes us all better. And my local, like um, the local, the secretary treasurer, he's like the top dog. He um, he likes us to to strengthen each other mentor each other he doesn't want everybody to be separate and click is shown and so forth he wants us to look after each other speaking of look after each other shout out to ron herrera who is running he, what position is he running for for this new election for the teamsters he's running in the number two spot of the general the actually the big house um for the teamsters for the whole country i'm proud of him i don't really fiddle with the politics of the whole union side what i learned recently is with no politics involved, we don't get nothing done. So essentially, you have to be a politician and align yourself in a certain fashion in order to, to, to advance. When is the election? I mm, think we got, um, shit, 2021. Because Hoffa's done. What year, what year, what month in 2021? I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to make a false statement. Okay. That was a question for Grant. That dude's a savage. <laughs> that dude, <laughs> Some people that, said he wasn't, he wasn't enwho Grant? Last podcast, you know. I said, well, people need to get to know him a bit. Well, I think Grant's a great guy. The problem is with this whole podcast thing, you're speaking into a microphone. the The crowd that he carries, the things that he says in front of people, mm-hmm. is what matters. That guy is is just like 
him and Ron, that whole group, they're all cut from the same. They want to be mindful of what they say. They can't just go out. Well, Ron, on the other hand, he's 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 let he he lets fools know what time it is. <laughs> that guy, that guy, he'll tell you straight up, you're a son of a bitch. And this guy, this guy, he pulls no punches. You can pull him aside and tell you how tell tell him how you feel. Now you might say that guy's a punk or whatever, but you know what? He's gonna listen to what you say. That's the part. That's the best part of being a leader. Mm-hmm. And what I figured out, there's a lot of people at work that I represent that I don't like. But guess what? It's 150% for the guy I don't like is the guy I do like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There is, I try to stay away from that favoritism shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's guys I haven't talked to at work for years. Let them get in trouble. I'm gangbanging for them, using the contract and and in a level state of mind to fight for their job, fight for them to have a good day at work because these corporations don't have any feelings. They're directed to do something and they'll squash anybody in their way. Mm-hmm. It's not that my company... And UPS, that's typical among... A lot of companies today, tech companies, automotive companies, any type of company you go in that doesn't have a union, they're cutthroat. Yeah. You don't do your shit, they're gone. UPS is pretty cutthroat too, but you know what? Um, there's a lot of people in UPS who do lead with compassion. You know, the company, the company is about well, as things go on, the company is about their employees on certain levels. Um, the thing about our union. Is um, every time there's a contract written, there's economists that come in, right? You got a guy who's going to tell the Teamsters, hey, this is how much money we can milk this cow for. Mm-hmm. Economics. Yeah, and this is how much that we're going to cripple the company. Like, shit, look at all these other companies. And we that come in gone. fair. Yeah, the, these other companies who, who come in and these unions just bully, 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 and they basically bully the companies out of being able to operate. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Ron and, and a lot of these guys are actually sitting at the negotiating table. Any UPS or U.S. who's a full-time driver, hit top pay, we ain't asking for no more money. Keep our health care where it's at and keep our pension contributions where it's going. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? There's money to be made out there. And a lot of jobs, most people say, oh, yeah, I deserve more. I want more. We ain't screaming that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we want to see the survival of our company, the survival of our union. A lot of people say unions try to rob comp- companies and they're not worth it. Well, my union ain't like that. That their their number one focus is the employee, but they keep the the company in mind also because we don't want to we want to milk the cow, we don't want to butcher it, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the election that's happening in twenty twenty one, there's a big convention in Vegas. I don't know if it's going to happen because of COVID, if they're going to let people in, but I know there's conventions that are happening now. They're yeah. just lowering the capacity. Like in Las Vegas, uh, this weekend they're having like a fitness expo, yes. something like that, yeah. and so. Something like that that's that's bound to happen. Is the election the same with what's going on with 952 local? Is that election year the same time of election, or are those going to be different times? Every local has a different time whenever the okay. local was originated. But this is the national, right? This is the big house, yes. This is um, Ron is running up against some some pretty heavy hitters. We all – it's basically the split of the house. Ron was already on the board of the IBT of the big house. Mm-hmm. But now he's he's going for the top one of the top seats. But like, um, how many people are going for it? Another guy named um, Sean O'Brien. And then Oz? these these are Midwest guys. Okay. See the thing. So let's is, talk a little bit about TDU. That's what they call themselves, right? Explain to the the young drivers or people that don't know around the world of, of what we're talking about. We're talking about the Teamsters. We have a we have an election just like with Trump. 
and and Joe Biden. Oh God. And we'll we'll get there a little bit later, but let's talk about our election as a Teamster, as a UPS driver, because Teamsters don't just look after UPSers; they're in charge of Albertsons and and Ralphs and well, I can name I some can name, offices, yeah, some offices. office jobs, some. Some medical industry, waste management. So there's a big election. Hoffa Jr. is going to step down. How many years did he serve? I don't know. Too damn long. Yeah, too damn long. Uh, Hoffa, his dad, was, we can't say murdered, right? Just disappeared. Yeah, he was murdered. (laughs) He was murdered. But TDU is Teamsters for Democratic Union or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know those guys. um, I don't know them personally. A lot of them that I met on a straight up debate, they're Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacks. Those are people who come out and say this. You want this better? They're screwing you on this. They're screwing you on that. They're basically stirring the pot to take over. And I understand what their thing is: is they want to root out the politics and the corruption. And they want, they supposedly want the best for the employee. But anybody who hands me a pamphlet, piece of paperwork, anything that could be debunked right there on the spot, you're spreading propaganda. Mm-hmm. You know, as people call it, fake news, right? Mm-hmm. Half these people who stand out in front of the hubs during the election, they're TDU guys, they, they've drawn up a lot of money. They've got a lot of support. they got a lot of people who, who back them, you know. Most of their money comes from the Midwest, the failing part of the Teamsters, <laughs> right? There's no the, work over there. Oh, they're just their whole negotiating, dude. The company's got them by the throat. They're giving people part-timers uh, – Pension payouts, dude, 25 and out. They got all kinds of things that screw them over. So basically, the Joint Council 42, the West Coast, we carved ourselves. We're all Teamsters. Don't get me wrong. Okay. We're all Teamsters, and we all back each other. We carved ourselves out of these, out of this whole group of Teamsters to protect our pension. We're running at $50 billion in our pension fund. They ain't doing that. Every time the election comes up, not the election, the contract comes up, the company's dangling that carrot to the Midwest guys saying, hey, we know you're broke and uh, you want us to keep funding your pension program or you want, are you going to roll with us? You know, those guys don't have a lot of provisions that we have. The whole dental program and the best health care. The West Coast, we Why rock. did they, well, how did it get that way? Because remember, the 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 Midwest was the industrial hub. Oh. When, when, you know, things like, I wouldn't say NAFTA, but basically when capitalism got at its best and all the American companies not really about taxation. They just wanted the greed just got more and more and more prevalent. They knew they could make more money by outsourcing American jobs into Mexico and overseas and so on and so China. forth. So those yeah, China, those union jobs went down the drain. Well, the problem is is all those people who retired on those union jobs out there are still alive. They're still eating off that pension. They ain't got enough employees feeding into that pension. Yeah. For those uh, those retirements to be satisfied, you're talking. How truck long do you drivers. get a pension for when you retire? Till you die. Really? Till you die. We got a lot of I people. I wonder over... why you work so god. I, I thought it was like <laughs> into. I thought it was like thirty years. Nah, hell no. Nah. We got so many people over a hundred really? years old on our pension. Holy shit! Out with the tension and with the pension. <laughs> I'm telling you, people don't understand. Holy shit! There's 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 a reason why. What about when you die? Does your spouse get it? I think they get they get they something get they get something for a little bit and then that runs out. But by that time, hopefully you don't croak. Um, they'll be on social security, so on and so forth. But yeah, Ron and everybody on this political stage, man, we're, we're shooting, but they're strong over there, right? There's a, there's a chance they could get voted in. Oh yeah, there is a chance, but the West coast is a force to be, to be reckoned with, dude. We are still the, the strongest fashion of, of 
union labor in this country. You know, you got some, you got some, some, some thugged out unions in New Jersey, New York. They joined, they joined with us. Really? Yeah, a few of them. You know, Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania. How many locals are there in the United States? Do I don't you know, know that. Shit, yeah, bro, I, don't, I mean, I just thought I'd ask. I don't within, know. Within within an hour from here, just UPS locals. Shit, we've got three. You know, we got nine five two, three nine six, and um, seven fifty two. Seven fifty two. That is Gardena. What's the one in Ontario? Five seventy two is Gardena. Ontario is local sixty three four. Yeah. Man, yeah, there's a lot of locals, but long story short, the West Coast we are we are we are running the show, but I know a lot of people don't know. Well, a lot they say about California, unions. the economy. What are we number fourteen in the world? Yeah, we're we're the richest state, I believe, in in the country, but this is the most union jobs. Everything you need is union. So when you walk into your house and you flip that light switch, guess what? A union p- person did that. <laughs> them, them roads that you drove on, mm-hmm. a union person did that. Mm-hmm. That Toyota you drive, a union person helped assemble it. That Ford you drive, that Chevy you drive, everything that you need, all them nurses when you go to the hospital, gang bang, they are union. <laughs> <laughs> Every All the essentials are union. It's the quality of the job. When people are getting paid a fair wage... They're going to do their job the right way. Don't get me wrong. We got some dumbasses who screw up good jobs, but I'm here to fix that. A good union rep, a good union steward, any, even the president of my local, he'll tell you straight up, you're a jackass. Get it together. You know, we don't protect stupid. Mm-hmm. You keep doing this, you're going to talk yourself out of a job. Now, back in the day, or a lot of the misconception is unions protect lazy people. There is no protection from people who steal from the company. You know, lie, cheat, or steal the golden rules. Yeah, there, you know, there is no protection. So for everybody out there who thinks unions just protect a lazy person, you're 100 percent wrong. You know, you can't be a UPS driver and pass probation and 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 run your career being a lazy bum. Eventually, every dog's gonna have his day. Mm-hmm. You're not doing the right thing. You're gonna have your day. That's the end of that one. Well, check this out, man. The reason why I'm talking about TDU. You explained a lot. You went into detail about TDU. It's, it's a group from back east. You explained it. And most of them, no, they're, they're the Midwest, but most of them don't even, like the guys that I've met for TDU, mm-hmm. they ain't even working nowhere right now. They're out there campaigning for TDU, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what part of the Teamsters they are. Mm-hmm. They can't even tell me. I'm like, where are you from? Well, I'm from Yellow. You guys don't even have a pension. <laughs> Beat it. You know what I mean? You guys are paying union dues for nothing, you know? I understand the company was going under. It wasn't necessarily the member's fault. But then this guy's out here trying to tell us how to make our jobs better when he got screwed in his own company. Go over there and fight the good fight where you're from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just going to start spreading your shit over your plague over here. Yeah. So talking about that, you know we're from different locals, right? You're obviously from 396. I've been to your meetings. I love going to your meetings. <laughs> Shout out to 396. All you motherfuckers are some bad motherfuckers. It's a little. It's a little... It's a little violent at times, but most of the time it's, it's everybody has different views, man. What if but, you, you guys, but you guys, there's nowhere to sit. No, there's now, a lot of let, Let's go back. Like, we we got to talk a little bit about my local, yeah, which is plenty of seats in 952, the where it's empty. And it's, now Grant got voted out, right? You know, we talked about Grant recently. He got he voted out by 160-something votes. Doesn't right? matter. He'll be back, dude. These guys ain't got nothing. But they, the things that are going on, the president or the secretary treasurer, I thought he was. Who? I thought Herrera backed him. Uh, Eric Jimenez, the secretary no, we treasurer. Were, 
No, I thought we he were, was backed by no, them. No, we were with Pat Kelly, bro. I know Pat Kelly, you know, he turned into a full-blown po- politician. But that guy knew labor. I don't blame him. Unfortunately, they fell asleep at the wheel. And uh, Eric, through a certain fashion, I think you guys are grocery. Yeah, with that Albertson. Yeah, he went. He went, and uh, he he don't they they have a contract coming up, right? Yeah, he got the following of those people. That's why you guys got outvoted. We'll we'll find out what type of contract he gives them, gets them, because their their contracts up. Yeah, TDU, they're they're just who they are, man. I don't, I don't follow them. I just don't like. They took over. Hey, I said congratulations, but then all the rumors that I'm I'm hearing at work, people that I've known for over twenty something years, the things that are happening to our shop stewards, getting getting canned for no reason. I mean, that used to be voted out. You used to have to get voted. Now they're coming in and just cut, cutting people out. Is that right? I mean, are we allowed to do something like that? Well, it all depends, man. If you have if you have the backing of the members that say, okay, we're fine with what you just did, that's gonna it's going to go under the rug. You got to understand, the people who run the union are not the union. They got voted in. They will get voted out. Mm-hmm. If everybody stands together, the real union – those representatives, all they are, are representatives. This is a democracy, man. This, this, is, a, this is a democracy. Yeah, this isn't a socialism, dude. No. This, this is, is a, a communism. And, that, and that's what I see at work. Like, when I hear stories, like, what? He got canned? That's more authoritarianism is what they're doing. It's authoritarianism. It's not really socialism or communism. Because we're, we're, clo- we're the closest thing. I retract thing. that statement. We're, yeah, we're the closest thing to socialism because we want... We want the health care. We want the fair wages. We want, we want everybody to get the have. piece of the pie. Yeah. This country's more socialist than everybody wants to admit. Medicare, Medicaid, EDD, um, disability, everything that we get. Down to the loans you get for your home. You got somebody helping you out. Right, that's, social, yeah. that's socialism. I don't I don't believe in full-on but socialism. But it's been paid back, though. Yeah, but look at, you know, people always like to bring up Venezuela. Socialism didn't kill Venezuela. The corrupt government killed Venezuela. Mm-hmm. The means of them taking all their 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 animals, their crops, and outsourcing everything. Everybody talks about we're liberal and this say this is liberalism. This what's is capitalism. Wrong if, what's wrong with you being a conservative liberal? There's nothing wrong with it. You know, nothing. people say pick a side. This ain't Bloods and Crips. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna tell you one thing. I know it sounds wrong. I don't hate anybody, right? But my views are. Or conservative when it comes to in home. I will never be involved in an abortion. I don't have the right. I don't. I'm not about pro life, pro choice. Do you believe it's a woman's choice? Mm. It all depends on the circumstance, bro. If it's incest, there's a lot of women out here who are being gang raped. There's a lot of women out there who are being touched by their dads, their brothers, their cousins. I don't know what the situation is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call abortion? A tubal pregnancy? What if a woman's having a tubal pregnancy and she's about to die? I don't know. It could kill her. I don't know. I don't have, I'm not a woman. I never, I don't have any children. Never had to experience an abortion. I put myself in an adult position and I take care of myself. We take care of ourselves so we don't have to go down that mm-hmm. road. I never have to make that choice. Now for me to have a judgment on somebody else for that choice, God's their judge. And like I said, I have conservative views. I believe yeah. in God. Mm-hmm. God's going to judge them. That's between them and their God. Mm-hmm. Now for me, you ain't going to get me to tell you I'm a Republican. I said, I have conservative views, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the workplace, I'm liberal as it gets, bro. <laughs> I'm liberal as it gets. I don't believe in capitalism because capitalism just to describe word for greed. Well, what happened in Venezuela? Capitalism took over. It wasn't socialism. Greed took that place. You know, in Venezuela, they got these boat races, dude, once a year. Million-dollar boats, all these balling-ass Venezuelans, dude, part of the oligarchs of, of Venezuela. They're rich, dude. They're eating the best food. 
They're fucking hauling ass down this river. All along those riverbanks are people starving. Oh, starving shit. to death. You think they're, they're, they're throwing anything to those people? It's all about oil money. They're all rich and they're just letting everybody die off and perish. My kicker is, is I'm not about, I'm not about being greedy. I, I hate greed. Well, I hate, you, I hate looking. Talking about your, 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 when you first became a driver, I knew you were helping your family out. You yeah. lived at your, your mom's house for years and yeah. you're helping your sister out. Yeah. And Aaron was like, well, he, if he's balling, why doesn't he have his own house? What does he have this? What is house? And, and I knew, I didn't say anything. I knew he's taking care of his family first. I mean, that's what comes first. I mean, look what happened to me in 2008 when my yeah. lady's dad, you know, had brain cancer. What did I do? I sold my condo. Had to. And I moved back home and I said, man, I got to take care of family first. Well, people... And it was the hardest thing for me to do because I, I got lost for a second. And, but it, it was hard for me to transition and, and, and from living on your own. And working your ass up to get to the spot, and then all of a sudden you got to take a, take two steps back, man. That yeah. was the hardest thing in my life. But now that I'm older, now I realize is, hey, man, family comes first. It's not about you, man. Yeah, it, it is. You, you could be you could be selfish all you want, but in the end, you can't take any of this with you. But but people but people who ask those same stupid questions like, oh man, if he's balling, why does he do this this net? You put the meat and potatoes together, put it all together, mm -hmm. take a gander. If nobody else in the house is working. You see three new cars, you see people eating, and the lights are on, somebody's balling in that house. I don't care who you are, I don't know where you're from. If there's if there's a house and everybody inside is taken care of and no crooked shit is going on, somebody's making money to take care of that. I don't I don't I don't think it shit, I do think it makes me better because I took care of my family first. You, you were walk you were blessed. Yeah, you walk away from your family. When people I say you're, you're not humble, you were humble oh, because yeah. of what you did. Oh man! I, and now I, God's blessing you because of that. Oh yeah, I think I've, that's facts right there. I think I've yeah, thank you, Steve. I think I've gotten everything my heart ever desired. I'm like a little kid, mm -hmm. you know. I used to love remote control cars. Now as an adult, I've got a sixty thousand dollar remote control. <laughs> I thought car. it was a hundred. No, no, hell no. Mine is not a hundred thousand. The Sandero? Nah, shit. They are a hundred grand, but mine ain't. <laughs> mine, you know. But see, this is these are all the things that. I used to dream about, you know, I was like, man, when I was a little kid, I want a fly ass truck or I want a sports car. I want that. I've already had all that yeah, stuff. I got your sports car. Now. Yeah. And that shit. <laughs> Hopefully still... I get the truck soon. Not just nah, kidding. I'm keeping the truck. <laughs> you better bro. keep that. I don't want, I don't that want. That shit was hard. I like, I like not having a, a big old car note and it's mine and it's clean. And everybody, I know everybody pulls in the parking lot with their nice new floss shit, but I'm a simpleton and I'm okay with that. What were we talking about? We're talking about. We're talking about everything, man. We're talking about the Teamsters. We're talking about the election. What we're talking TV about? Dudes. Politics. 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 Yeah, we, let's talk a little bit about politics. Conservatism. Conservatism. Liberalism. Communism. Socialism. Tribalism. Never I, tribalism. I, I told you, tribalism is our biggest downfall. Everybody wants to pick we a live, side. We live in the greatest country in the world. We we are doing things that most countries we could argue. Are struggling with to do, you know, okay, immigration well, standards. I get what you're mm -hmm. saying. You said we live in the greatest country in the world. I'm so a, far, I'm American as it gets, right? Mm -hmm. We live in the greatest experiment in the world. This was an experiment. Democracy is an experiment, right? What's going on right now, oh, shit. and how we're doing right now? Put me on game right now. All how right. we're doing right now as a country? I'm pretty sure everybody's, you know, can see this black cloud over our head. Mm -hmm. Our president has COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. You know. Right after he mocked the runner-up, 
for wearing a big old mask. Everybody swears he's going to be okay. But it's the irony of it. Some people you know? say he's faking it. Hell no, nah, he ain't faking it. That's that's where conspiracy thrives in this country right now. You see something on the news, oh, I don't believe that. What, what makes you that damn smart? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What makes everybody so smart? Well, it doesn't take too it doesn't take too much for people to say, well, who owns CNN? Who's in charge of, of running CNN? Who's the owner? And well, they you know they look all it have up, a You can look it up, and it, and it shows who, who they contribute to, the money they go yeah. to, and, and advancements like that. And that's New- why people come up with their predicaments. Is it true? Is it false? I don't know. They all have a narrative. They all have a, a certain narrative. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care what station it is. I've already made up my mind. There are certain people on CNN I will not listen to. I don't like listening to Don Lemon. I think he's too opinionated. I think he's a race baiter. I think he's like the black Tucker Carlson. I think Tucker Carlson uh, lives in a la-la land and wants to water down everything. So nobody wants to really take a, uh, a really serious gander at what's going on. You know what I mean? Well, what do you think about Mike Wallace with the, the bait? Chris Wallace. Chris, is it Chris Wallace? My Chris bad. Wallace. I think, Chris Wallace. I think he's a, a poised man. I just don't think he has Some a people say that he was on he was on Biden's side. And he was no, he was on. Because he, no, he, he asked a question in 2016 uh, about uh, revoking the, the, the white supremacy and, you know, denounced the, 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 the white supremacy and this and that. And he asked the same question in 2016. And he did it again in 2020 but, about the Proud Boys. But those are the questions that you didn't hear at the beginning of the debate. The Fox team, Fox News set up that debate. They collectively had those questions ready. It's not just him. You know what I mean? I don't think he was against Trump. I think he was against Trump's performance, the way he was acting. Okay. Anybody who's a level-headed human being will tell you straight up that was ignorant. Okay, if you like ignorance, if that's what gets your rocks off, that's cool. But being the president of the United States, he's the standard of what an American is. Acting like that, go somewhere and else. I, and shit. I will agree with you on that because he's someone who's twittering nonstop. I just started a Twitter recently, right? Last yeah. six months. I told my daughter Zayla, who's 18, shout out to Zayla. She listens to the podcast. Oh, shout out to my baby girl. She's in college She's cool. now doing good. She it was like, you got it. I go, there's nothing. I'll show nothing on YouTube, nothing on Instagram. There's no good stuff going. And she goes, go on Twitter. It's, it's more open. It's, you mm-hmm. see more shit. And so I followed Donald Trump and I just see him. He's constantly fucking tweeting, right? He's tweeting. And what I and, and not just him, but what I see on Twitter is a lot of people that talk shit that will never talk shit to a, say that same shit to a person when they're, when they're up close. <laughs> And, that, and that's what I hate. So when I see my, the president of the United States, the man who's in charge of the, the free world, twitting shit like that, it pisses me off. But I get it, though, because that's what people want to see. That's what the, the, these people nowadays want to hear and, and believe. And, and he's doing what he is to, to stay relevant. Every, everybody, everybody says, you know, to be an American is to support your president. No, it's opposite of that. This is a democracy. We have the right to criticize mm-hmm. our leaders when they fall short. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I support Donald Trump? No, I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I'm a, I'm a supporter of America. Mm-hmm. If he happens to be the leader of America, I'm going to do my best to support him. You know, as soon as he got elected and they start hitting the street and marching with that women's march and all that stuff, and they basically were going after him from Jump Street, I don't necessarily think that was fair, but I think it's like, it's like, um, creating the climate and complaining about the weather mm-hmm. his delivery his 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 rhetoric everything mm-hmm. he created this climate 
don't bitch about the weather that people come after you now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like never cleaning up the house or just living in shit. Now you're mad you got roaches and rats. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same situation. Is he um, creating a, a division in America? Come on, bro. You know what time it is. Every, every, <laughs> everybody knows, dude. I don't care if you're people Trump. Go, well, it's election time. I don't it's, care if you're a Trump it gets, supporter I've never or not. seen it this worse before. Yeah, exactly. Nobody has. I don't care if you're a Trump supporter or not. You know it's tribalism. You know, um, you know what you hear, right? Yeah, and that's uh-huh. the problem with us. People will hear something. Like, no, that's not what he meant. Like, I've never met, seen anybody that has to be Have so- you ever heard of the Q? Uh, QAnon, yeah, that's 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 the confusion alley. Every, everybody, <laughs> dude, that shit's so new. You know what one of my boy calls it? It's not Q-tart. new to me. It's not new to me. That shit is not new to me. We call QTart. I was watching. I was watching the QAnon people, man, back when they first came out. I thought it was a joke, you know. But they really believe this shit. They really believe COVID is a scandemic. I think it's um. I think I think everybody who's who's the Facebook doctors, and and all these people who come out, all these um. I just don't want to bash, you know, people who believe in Donald Trump. I'm not bashing him for that. I supported his ideas about, you know, bringing jobs to America. Being being a union worker, you're going to yeah, hear you that. Bring you're going yeah. to be like, oh, shit, hell yeah, bring jobs back to America. And then you see what's really happening to our farmers. You know, China's buying soy and peanut from Brazil. Now, yeah, how are we ever going to? Yeah, people how, don't know that. How are we going to compete with that? You know, we got some friends in Texas that are not doing so good now. The dunes with how much land does China own? Shit, I don't know. Shit, all of Montana. I, I heard they're in Mexico right now. Yeah. They got they got camps over there. And that's why he's building a wall. And I think I think they got a lot of I think a lot of a lot of people don't know that union workers are always going to want to hear that you're bringing jobs to the country. Problem is, is it didn't go down that way. Look at the look at the USW, the mm-hmm. Nice Steel Workers Union. Mm-hmm. They got empty steel mills now. We're freaking hurting this this trade war we did. BMW packed their shit and left a whole county empty. You know, everybody was working there. For everything that we do, you know, there's going to be a reaction, you know. Now, I'm definitely not for Trump. I'm over this tribalism. I don't care if it's a Democrat or a Republican running the next time around against Joe. I just think that the Democrats, you know, tossed up a mummy for everybody <laughs> i can agree with you on biden I, I saw the election recently and the debate uh, yeah the debate what did i say the election well yeah, yeah the debate my, my bad and i watched it i watched it twice actually and i i saw what you talked about i saw a, a one dude trying to be a bully and trying to be that 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 tribal leader that people grunt trap uh, uh, trap why are and they then so I angry, Biden, though? And I, saw, and I saw Biden. I don't want to go there. I want to focus on, on Biden. Okay. Look it. Biden has had two aneurysms. I have an aunt that has had two aneurysms. She's living in a, a, a shelter now. My parents have tried to help her. She's lived with my parents for many years. I, I gave up my own room. I had to sleep with my brother for so many years because my aunt, you know, ha, has gone through multiple things, right? Two aneurysms, and it does something to you. When you live with someone who has had two aneurysms, I don't care if you have the best doctor. I don't want people, well, he had the best doctors, and, and who knows what kind of doctors she had. She had the best doctors too, okay? There is something missing once you have an aneurysm, and if you know anybody that's had an aneurysm, you know you're, you're that person is missing something, right? 
we always say they're not dealing with a deck of cards. That's the saying we would say to people. Oh, she's not dealing with a deck of cards, or he's not playing with the full deck. When you have an aneurysm that people don't understand, you blow a blood vessel in your brain. He had a he had an aneurysm. Yeah, he's had two. God bless him. He's still yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah, and I've lived with someone that has had aneurysms, and you lose something, even though. They come out, they're stronger. They're like, hey, thank God. Thank you so much. I'm spared my life. And they're strong. There's times you, you talk to them. They, 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 something happens. You're like, oh, okay. They're not playing at the full deck. But right it, now. It's crazy. So so Biden has had two aneurysms. And that's this is my, my opinion. Yeah. My opinion of what, what, what I'm talking about is that Biden has had two aneurysms. I... Me personally, I don't think I can have someone like that in charge of running the free world. Not saying that, that that I'm going for Trump either, you know, but is this the best we got? 350 million American on this planet. I mean, in our United States, 350 million in the United States. And we come up with these two fucking buffoons. Yeah. But and no this, disrespect yeah. to those two guys. But this is what the establishment has tossed up for everybody. It's once again, we've we're in the climate of. Picking the lesser of two evils. Now, if I'm talking about getting the country back on track, Biden is going to fill those seats that are vacant, right? Maybe we don't have the same views, but he's the most centralist liberal I've ever seen. He's not He's not going to fall victim to the progressives and so on and so forth. I just don't. And Kamala, too. Everybody tries to make him sound like they're this and that, but I'll, I'll be damned. I'm going to tell everybody right now. Trump will not get my vote. I could care less. That performance on the stage was just too ignorant for me. The, what he's done, this fly-by-night, signing executive orders, he's got all a lot of my friends thinking that they're different just because they're Trump supporters. You know what I'm saying? And these are Teamsters, right? Yeah, we're Americans first, man. Like, knock it off. It is really about the tribalism, dude, and I'm sick of it. I don't care if you're Republican, if you're Democrat. I hold no beefs with... Republicans, I don't say, oh, the damn Republicans or them stupid conservatives, but you listen to a lot of them talk and they call them libs, dims. They forget the fact that they're Americans. Red states, mm-hmm. like I said before, blue states, knock it off for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. One thing he didn't lose in that aneurysm was compassion. Hmm. He didn't lose compassion, so... Everybody. So does Trump have compassion for the farmers, the the people in the Midwest that I think, have lost their jobs? No, his- no, he doesn't. Because look at everybody's explaining. This guy had it better than all of us. He doesn't see on your level. He keeps talking about the unemployment rate, though. That he's he beat he, his unemployment rate. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Obama. I don't absolutely. know if that's true or well, not. Well, if we're talking about bullshit temp jobs, but we don't come from that world. Yeah, we yeah. don't want those kind yeah, of jobs. Yeah, we don't. We don't want. We don't want temp jobs. We want yeah, innovation. People, yeah, want- but dude, everybody everybody who's on these old oh, unemployment to the lowest rate, yeah, temp companies are thriving. My buddy owns one. Him and his brother own a temp agency. Yeah. They're thriving. Those are not jobs that are going to help us. All that is is us who are making money. Is put, we're putting more taxes. Like paying union dues. Yeah, and, and to subsidize living for these people. We walk into Walmart, you save more money. But guess what? That cashier is on subsidized living. Walmart, Walmart the richest family in the country don't pay enough money to even get the people like a cashier 
a place to call their own. They're on subsidized living. You can go right down the street and go to Stater Brothers. Guess what? That cashier is making enough money to have their own apartment, maybe buy a condo around the area. Mm-hmm. Why can't Walmart do it? Because it's capitalism and it's greed, right? But we mm-hmm. all go down there because we're saving money. We're all into that. Oh, I can save as much money as I can. Why is it that? There's companies who pay a living wage without screwing the, the employees over, right? Does, now, does Trump back those people? Hell yeah, they're all. Walmart's some of the biggest contributors to Trump's campaign. Look at Fred Smith. Oh, shit. FedEx. Dude, that guy, he's doing the same shit we do at UPS, and he's paying his employees half. Mm-hmm. How is that right? How about Bezos, Amazon? Oh, Bezos, dude, that guy, he looks like a freaking Martian, <laughs> you know? He looks like a he's imagine man coming up with that idea, dude. You would think that someone like me or you or, or people that are, are smart enough, like to no, man. we're not gonna come up with those ideas, man, because we didn't freaking that's bunker, greed. We didn't bunker down in a freaking in a bedroom and try and try and try <laughs> have a bunch of kids with my old lady just to go screw somebody on the side. We didn't become rich to buy up a whole block so we couldn't have no neighbors. He's different than the people. Who go, oh my that God. That works for him. Yeah, he's not, he's not the average guy. You know, look at Elon Musk. All these guys who are filthy rich, they've lost touch with reality. And Donald Trump's not exempt, exempt from that. I don't know how really rich he is, but everybody's like, oh, he's for the working man. That fool ain't never had to. He's just a he different, never had to work, different dude. side of it. No, daddy doesn't serve him up a platter and he does not, he does not understand. He's, I'm not for Donald Trump, really. Um, he stiffed a lot of unions. That's one he thing stiffed... that, that you told me about. Talk a little bit about that. No, he, you know, he's he was a he was a developer, right? Yeah. Ain't nobody working for him. Ain't no union gonna put one nail in a a, a plank of wood. He doesn't pay because he does not pay. How now, does he get away with all the losses? He says, "Sue me." He's he'll rather spend more money on the lawyers than to pay pay who he owes. Is, Is that, that a macho man saying, "I'm bigger than you"? You you don't have enough money to fucking get money from no, me. No, he's mastered the art of the swindle, not the deal. Right. Most of us who are listening to this podcast, who live our day to day lives, Mm -hmm. if we get a service rendered to us, we have no problem paying. Yeah. He's like, I'll get you next week. Nah, he's like, I'll never get you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like like his whole deal with not paying taxes. Everybody says, oh, it's cool. You know, you don't pay taxes. Who gives a shit? But then you call yourself a true American. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't if you have a problem with paying taxes and you call yourself a patriot and American. Remember, all that money's going to our troops. Mm-hmm. It's going to things that we need as a country in order to stay strong. Cancer research. Oh, dude, our everything. So if you're dodging your obligation to the country, what makes you a real patriot? You know, doesn't make you smart. If everybody dodged paying taxes, we turn into one of those shithole countries he like talks Venezuela. about. Yeah. We, no, Venezuela attacked too much? I don't know what they do. They, people don't make enough money for them to take <laughs> People don't make enough money. They sell their oil and they just strong oh, arm people. They strong arm. It's crazy people. to see how how different countries run, right? Our, our country. They would say it's like an addict. You don't know you're an addict until you've hit rock bottom. And they said since the '80s, we have been a consuming economy. I don't know, but these conversations that I have with people that come in on the podcast, I, I get to learn and and and, and absorb like. What you guys see, because even like me and you, we do the same job, right? But the difference between me and you is not the years of driving. I think we got maybe got three or four on you, but it's it's no, the it's, you're oh four, I'm oh five. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I, I, I graduated college. Yeah, I, I could have gone driving in oh one. Yeah, they offered me that. Okay, so the difference is one year, but 
the main difference is the typical American. That's all I would say. You're, right. you're the typical. You work hard. You focus on family. Right. Being conservative. You focus on your family. You focus on helping people yeah. and just and just and being a better person. And because of that, you're the person you are today, man. You're su- successful. You have your own train of thought. You're not going to tell people what what to think and, and and what to say, which a lot of people are doing today, man. Yeah, we we see. But well, my wife facilitates like a lot of this, dog. Don't get it twisted. There are a lot of things that I have, Naomi's your lady, huh? She's a blessing. Like everybody, you know, I feel bad for people who don't love their wives, who don't who are unhappily married. My wife is is such a hard worker. She's just like me. She's the GM of the hotel. My lady used to work with her. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she knows what my wife is. My yeah. wife is. My wife runs a two hundred and eighty room hotel, across the street from Disneyland. She's just a kick ass person all the way around. I, I'm just proud of her. Me and her, we rose together. We were broke together. We were everything together. And I tell you, she she will go serve in one of her restaurants to make extra money. And she's the GM. She'll go throw on an apron. It's not about being prideful. It's not about being above anybody else. It's about getting after what's what's best for your family. I think we got to wake up in the morning and go, what are we getting up to work for? You know? It, I'm getting it, up it, to yeah. work so I can get out of this this shit for good. I want to, I want to, <laughs> hey, I want to sit back. I want to be the retired guy. I'm building a shop in the back of my house, 3,500 square feet. I want to go out, open my sliding glass door. Walk out to the back and say, "What am I working on today?" You're gonna work on that Mustang I, you sold me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I want to. I want to do something fun. I, I love RVing. I want to be done with this. I don't want to uh, have a good time. I know. I tell myself, I go, I got 12 more years of this shit. I call much. you a lot on the phone. I call you a lot because, like, I I don't. I stopped listening to podcasts a long time ago. I stopped listening to music a long time ago. You're talking about someone who's been driving for 16 years. Yeah. And accident free. I'm going to throw that in there because I'm yeah. a fucking professional. Yeah. Where the fuck you at? <laughs> and so I mean, I'm, you know, I got my personal goals. I want to hit that 25 and walk with that badge. And I know a lot of drivers that I work with that have those badges. So th- there's certain things that I have my goals for, but that one goal is just once I be able to retire, man, well, what am I going to do after this? And what are my plans? Cause oh, there's, there's guys a- in there driving feeders. Maybe, maybe I'll make five years from now. I go, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to go in the feeder, you know, I'm going to hang out. I'll still podcast. I got my, my connections, my guests, but I'm, I'm going to pay for my, my, my youngest, Abby, who's very smart, very smart, proud of her. And she wants to go to Stanford or something, a medical department. I, I'm willing to work. And I know drivers that do that. And then I know drivers like you, you, you have your plan. My plan, my planning necessarily going to work out. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. My plan's not necessarily going to work out. But as, as you know, I didn't mention earlier when I was talking about my dad and what, how he got his job as an electrician. My dad owns a very prosperous, small crew electrical company that's contracted with great companies like Circle K, Fleming Steakhouse, um, all the mobile gas stations from San Diego to Santa Barbara. My dad has a crew. They hold it down. When I retire from here, hopefully my dad is, you know, still doing his thing. I want him to step aside and let me run the company. Damn. Right? I would like to unionize my dad's. Plan. Yeah. I, w- I would like to unionize my dad's company. I am a partner in the company now. I handle the whole fleet side, like trucks and so on and so forth. I would like to do something to help the company grow. I would like to have my dad 
sit in his nice little house and come and hang out with me. My dad meets me because I move so close to him now. Comes in the morning and meets me to have a cup of coffee. Before you six, go to work? Yeah, 6 really? in the morning he shows up. He is a level-headed guy who's just hardcore work. Him in his younger years was a little bit wilder, but he is he's not as... Because growing up, you, you thought different of him, right? Hell yeah. Until well, what he was age? different. Until he what was, age? He was, well, he different. was different. He was different. He was shit. Thirty years old, thirty-five years old. He's got a full-blown family. He's running the streets. His company started that he started with my mom. He's balling now. Well, how how you think he's gonna act now that he's simmered down and, and yeah? I don't ask too much about your pops, man. He's, he's I know a, we had a conversation about my pops and and things that I go through. And one thing you said to me, and I was angry. And he go he goes, hey man, that's Papa. That's Papa. And then you telling me this right now, I'm like, okay. He is who he is, man. My dad now, shit, all he gives a shit about, bro, is his kids. How many he, How many other, other kids does he have? How many brothers? My sister. sister. Okay. My sister, and he will drop whatever he's doing, and he will come a-running tenfold for his kids. All my union buddies call me trust fund, right? Because mm-hmm. they know my dad. I'll let it be clear. A lot of shit that I have. Everybody on the podcast is because of my dad. Oh, you think I ever met your dad? Yeah. Yeah, you have. He looks exactly like me. He never, <laughs> he doesn't hand me anything. He doesn't hand me anything. Mm-hmm. If I reach a milestone and I've helped him and we've done this together, guess what? If you need that, I got it. Let's go get it. We want that. Materialistic stuff does not make you who you are. Money does not make you who you are. A lot of people think it, think, think it does. But most of those people are living on credit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they say I live on credit. I, no, I they say I never work. I live oh, on credit. But see, the thing is, is the way you have it balanced out, man, it's not hard. I to had to learn a balance, bro. Money. I couldn't. I, I, I love the way you're worth that thing. I love it. I used to be that guy. Used to be, and there's nothing wrong to change. It's all that's how that's how we change as a country. We change, and, and we we look at everybody's way of living and perspective. And and you, man, I I used to be like that. Things happen over my life, and I and I and I changed my perspective. Could I work twelve? I got an easy twelve. I got a Wally run coming up. It's yeah, like three stops. Exactly. Do I want to take that and gain fifty pounds? Yeah, look at how or much weight I've be, gained. Or am I going to be strict and be like, okay, no, you know what? I'm going to get up and go to the morning in the gym. Go to the gym. Come home. I mean, my regiment right now is oatmeal and salads for lunch and breakfast. And Maybe, I get home and yeah. I'm craving a fucking beer and I'm craving a soda. <laughs> I'm craving a fucking. And I got a chocolate taco in my freezer, bro. Yeah. That's been there for like three months, dude. And it's that's my last stress threshold, you know, like and I can't give it anymore. I need sugar. If, if you want to work more, you want to go to work, give yourself a reason. A lot of times I don't take days off because I know some shit's going down. There's an employee who's being intact, who's being singled out. I want to go fight the good fight for that employee. Yeah. I wish everybody on the other side of this microphone could know what it's like. When you have a job and your boss is telling you stupid Dude, shit. The one thing right? that the one thing that, that I'm proud of you for is that I've always thought about being a shop steward, right? I always thought about being being that guy and learning the contract. But I got good shop stewards. I, I I've ran a few times and I I've lost about a couple votes. And I'm proud of those guys. But you gotta beat me, and 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 they're doing their job, and they're doing their best. You ain't never gonna win unless you, you put didn't, in the work. You didn't put your name up there. You got voted by your own peers, bro. I got nominated by my own peers. Yeah, but guess what? That's dope. But guess what? 
I was getting involved in shit that wasn't my business from Jump Street because I've always been a perpetuator of doing the right thing. If I see wrong being done, I can't keep these big ass lips shut. You know, I well, that's up. how I feel right now with with my shop stewards getting voted out without getting voted out. But you get have fired. You and have that's what too much, thrives. That's what pissed me you're off. You're a recently. discerning person. You need to pull back the reins on discernment and have full thoughts when you see something going wrong. A lot of times, Steve, I notice you go, hmm, I wanted to say or I should have <laughs> said, nah. I tell them how it is. I tell them how it is. I just don't. I want to be respectfully real to everybody. I really, I really do care about like our group of friends. I care about what they say. I care about uh, people from my local. I care about the members. But on the other hand, I'll tell the ones who are acting like pieces of shit. They're a piece of shit. <laughs> You're not better than anybody. Get off your pedestal. You know what I mean? Get off your pedestal. We we are Americans and we're family and we're friends first. If you're talking about being patriotic, look at what you're promoting. Yeah. Tribalism. If you want to be a patriot, patriotism has no partisanship. What do you think about the the, the Black Lives Matter on the basketball courts? And Why do you ask me about Why does all my friends political. ask me about Black Lives Matter? See, this is a thing. I don't know. I get sent a lot, a lot, lot of, of people don't no. watch sports anymore. I still do. And I still, I'm still I don't making care. bets. Because guess what? Just like the same Olympians, dude, who stood up and gave that fist right mm -hmm. that were stripped of their medals now they're on boxes of cereal and they're heroes now mm -hmm. so it's okay you can hate them today history is going to tell their story in a light that you may not align with later on uh black lives matter i don't believe in the movement i do believe in the message i think there needs to be reform if there are people out there who try to say um that it's not true it's overblown if you just do what you're supposed to do you're not going to get messed with by the cops you're not black. You're not I've black. Got, you don't I've know what it is. I've gotten missed by the cause. I don't, I, don't, I, don't talk, I don't talk about being a Hispanic. I don't talk about being a white person. I don't know what it's like to be an Asian. I'm not qualified, mm -hmm. right? But I see people's posts, and a lot of times they have, they send me black people mm -hmm. that, that, that live in a, a different dimension. If you just do this and do that, you ain't going to have no problem with the police. <laughs> and I sit there and I laugh and I go, fuck, that is funny. Um, some of our best friends are cops. Mm -hmm. Andre. I don't hate the police. It I, is a I, gang, though. Yeah, that's why uh, you got a union. You got to start listening. To, you got to you got to listen to both from the yeah both from the fifth I column. I was gonna watch. He a was video a he day. was a trainer of police officers. He's this badass, and you look at him, and I did the same thing. I stumbled upon him, and I thought he was this right wing guy, but I don't care. I listen to everything. Mm -hmm. I listen to Fox News. I listen to the to the right wings. I listen to the. The middle crazies. I don't really fuck with AOC and that whole. Um, yeah, I don't know too much about. I don't really. Her. I don't really like the certain Democrats who are a little too hardcore. I don't. Dude, I think it's Doyce Doyce and Demera. She she was on the show. There's some New Yorker dudes. They're the Bodega Boys. I don't. I don't really like. I they don't fuck really, with AOC. I don't really like all that shit. I think you know, if she's talking about handing out a bunch of free stuff, you know, that's cool. Um, but it's not really for me. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta beat the streets. You gotta make your own money. If you need help, I get it. But handing it out like, like that, I'm not really with the Bernie movement, but a lot of my friends think I'm this hardcore Democrat. It's well, just, democratic it. I mean, cause you're a big union guy and, and union backs Democrat. I've heard too much of them backing Biden recently. Oh, hell yeah, but, we are. We've endorsed Biden. The teamsters have officially endorsed Biden. 
What will Biden do if he gets elected for the union? Well, Kamala Harris, dude, I showed you that picture. Kamala Harris was with our our whole local a couple weeks ago up in Sacramento. They they are pro-union. He said it during the debate. He's pro-union. He's pro-labor. I don't know what he can actually do for us. We have it pretty damn good right now. What could be hurtful to us is everybody out there, okay, everybody who likes Uber, Lyft, all these postmates. Proposition 22. We're voting no on Prop 22 because check this out. Those people, right, Uber, Lyft, all those rich-ass companies, as Californians especially, they're ducking paying unemployment insurance, right? They're making it harder. They're making it harder for uh, for um, the rest of the country, uh, the company, sorry, not the company, the companies in California to be able to afford these things. You know, they're operating. If, if somebody who's an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, Postmates, you know, you guys have seen it on YouTube and Instagram, get socked in the back of the head, a gun pulled on them, yeah. thrown up in their car, really hurt, really injured, really, really bad. Uber and Lyft is not responsible for anything that happened to them, even though they're making a profit off of the work rendered by that person driving their own personal vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's not about, it's not about, oh, I like Uber, I like I like Lyft. Mm-hmm. Collectively, collectively, Uber, Lyft, Postmates, all these com- companies are worth $181 billion. Mm-hmm. You're telling me they can't afford if one of their drivers gets assaulted or hurt to at least give them a little bit of something to, to hold them over while they're in recovery? Mm-hmm. They don't want to give them anything. They're trying to expel themselves from that. There's a lot of Uber and Lyft drivers, I know people don't know, who live in their cars. I know it's not, it's supposed to be extra money, but guess what? Some people have made it a job. And if your company's paying unemployment insurance and our companies are paying workman's comp and all these other things, we shouldn't let these big gig companies come in here and do a cash grab on us while everybody else is following the rules. It's more than that. Guys, vote no on 22. Prop 22, if anybody knows me out there, do me that solid. Vote no. One question I want to ask before we go, man. We, we, we're going over our time. There's a time limit? No, there is no time limit. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, we can keep going too, man. Go we ahead. could we could do a world record here. We could talk yeah. for four hours, you bro. You know, we can do a part one and part two. We do whatever you yeah. want, man. I, I have all day. Episode I, I forty nine and forty nine and a half. Got to. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're definitely coming on the show again. You know, you you being a spiritual man, me being a spiritual man. Obama, when he was in, when he, we're gonna go back a bit. Obama, okay. when he went back into when he was president, and we've gone, we have a little skirmishes back east. I can't name the the top places we we were, especially with, with the. Talk about Hillary and Benghazi, stuff like that. A lot of people on the right that are phoned for Trump are saying, well, look at Trump. He hasn't caused any war. And if you look at all the places that when Obama was was in charge, all the places he infiltrated or had little skirmishes. And, and I saw a list. I, I can't recall it from the top of my head. It was like seven. And then they're saying Trump. Has zero. Okay. Okay. Can you can you can you talk about something like that? I don't know. Cool. So we can talk about Benghazi. All those soldiers who died in Benghazi who were left to die. I think it's horribly wrong. I think that's I think that's the number one reason why Hillary lost. Hey, you gotta you gotta answer to something. On the other hand, I didn't like a lot of things that Obama did in his last year. 
I'm not a follower. I loved when Jake Tapper on CNN called him out for saying, if you can keep, you want your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Guess what? That was a lie. It didn't come to fruition. I didn't like that. Hillary Clinton, everybody wants to bring her up all the time. 30,000 emails. Okay, that's a big bad devil, whatever. She's not the president, <laughs> right? Did you Trump see the recent video yeah. of her? It had the it had a, a, a book titled, it was like a, a devil. Yeah, they, they think devil she's Devil worshiping a, book she had on her a picture or something. But I'm going to tell you something. Benghazi doesn't compare to what's going what's been going on in this country. I just had a conversation with a really good friend of ours the other night. The Hillary Foundation. Yeah. She's running a fake foundation. Hey, but what about the Trump Foundation? That's I want to know. That's, that's I'm, no longer. I'm antagonizing you because okay, I want to know. The, the Trump, know the Trump Foundation. Trump family is not allowed to run any foundations anymore. They stole from. <laughs> they stole from the children's cancers. You all right? No, Eric wanna, Trump. They all don't of them. Talk about that, they huh? can't do foundations no more. I give it to you like this, man. Hillary. I'm not a. I'm not a supporter of Hillary, dude. I wanted her to win. They're all crooks. I wanted I wanted her to win over Trump, but they're all crooks. Another kicker is that um, (laughs) (laughs) oh man, you're crazy. The wars didn't start because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has no wars. He brought some troops home. That's cool. We also turned our back on the Kurds, our allies. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of wars didn't start because you don't think we've actually provoked people. Yeah, we have. China. Dude, we've provoked them. We've dropped bombs. We've done this. We've done that under Trump. Airstrikes, so on and so forth. Those guys, all those soldiers with the with the brain damage and the one who got killed. Somebody's died under Trump because he's pulled the trigger too fast. Well, even to the the Bush uh, legacies and, and the yeah, regimes. But the, the Iraq, dude, the chemical the warfare we use on, on a lot of those Iraqis. I'm going to be honest dude. with you. No other country is taking Donald Trump seriously. And that was a Republican. Yeah, but Donald Trump, they're not taking him seriously, right? You guys, everybody out there who's listening about war, and, and, and I think it's cool there hasn't been war, dude. There hasn't been bodies. I don't care where you're from. They're all human but beings. But it is. It's different, but, though. But he, you tell me this, right? Mm-hmm. Donald Trump becomes president. North Korea can actually get a bomb off the platform now. Guys, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. He allowed that to happen. He allowed that to happen. North Korea can't even keep the lights on in a damn hospital. <laughs> they can get a bomb off the ground as soon as Donald Trump becomes president. Because guess what? It makes him look powerful if he threatens them. We've threatened North Korea. We've threatened these countries. We've done all these threats, past ships, and almost got into it. We've done all these things. These countries are not taking Donald Trump seriously. You know, Obama was a very serious president. If you wanted shit, you're going to get it. You see yeah. the way he looked down? You see the way he looked down on Vladimir Putin? He Vladimir Putin He knew he wasn't fucking around. I'm not a... I don't think yeah. so Obama was the worst president. Guess what? Everybody who, who's on this podcast, when you were out of a job, under Obama, you went back to work. So let's just talk facts. You went back to work. Now, I'm not going to bash Bush, but I think... The only know, reason why Donald Trump, his unemployment rate is better than Obama's is because he was they're offering counting the temp half-assed jobs. jobs. They're counting the temp jobs, jobs, bro. They're half-assed we're jobs. We're trying to be innovative, right? We, we got to get away from for production. You know, the, the industrial... You know, making basic shit here. Americans hey, now this, everything's shipped over to China. This pandemic should be a clear sight that we need to bring industrialism back to this country. We didn't have shit on hand. We can't even make the own vaccines. We need the raw product from China. Why should we let ourselves be caught with our pants down? Well, why they, they said they said the reason why we're strong in the United States is because 
we hold the most uranium, and uranium is used to make nuclear weapons. It's a badass country, bro. You know it. <laughs> you know, you're proud. Hey, everybody right. out there. That's a wonderful proud, they're, proud, they're, they're proud. They're proud of it. I'm proud no, of it. No, not right wingers. My conspiracy theorists, they go, uh, uh, I got I got a lot of them like, coming to ask questions, and they go, it's like, why would make this the best? I said, we got all the uranium in the world. I don't know if it's true. I never looked it up, but I got people that are looking online. What makes us badass is every other house has got a strap in it. Yeah, you want to come yeah. in here? What other country... Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little about gun control. Me and you, we've, you've said your piece about, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about my coworker who was just on recently. Shout out to the Godfather, who was there when that dude was shooting all those uh, the automatic weapons from the, the window. Oh, you're talking about the bump Bay. stock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was there. Yeah, he was there. God bless him. Yeah, him still and alive. his family. Two of my coworkers and their wives. They all yeah. survived. Yeah, the Godfather, and so he. Tells me about the story, and we, we see what happened. I mean, you we always talking about gun control, right? No one should be you, your argument is no one should ever have to have a gun like that. No, they shouldn't. It's it's not, it's a war weapon. It's not, it's not for, for hunting. Come on, everybody. It's not for hunting. It's cool. You get to protect yourself. And a lot, a lot of my friends who are hardcore Second Amendment guys always talk about, oh, if they try to take my guns, I'm going to do this, this, and that. That's not patriotic. You're talking about picking up a firearm against a fellow American. Just for everybody out there who thinks the Dems are going to take their guns, just remember, you didn't lose one bullet under Obama, but you lost bump stocks under Donald Trump. He signed that. He signed that. I don't personally believe that weapons are are my savior. You know, like I Mm -hmm. said, I I believe in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Live by the sword, you die by the sword. I don't live I don't live by a gun. Yeah, I have a gun, guns. But I don't I don't necessarily think that it actually makes me who I am. I'm not a tough guy cuz I got a big gun because most of the time people are killed by their own weapons. Look at little Wayne, man. He shot himself. Yeah, but you know, it, we got to have some reform. I've got an old neighbor, man. This guy's on all kinds of antidepressants. <laughs> I know you talking. Went about. off in the street blasting his shotgun off. No point, way. Yeah, point, you know, he went to jail. No, he he didn't go to jail that night. About 6 months later, he went to jail for putting his uh I think he had a, a nice XD. You know, he had a mm-hmm. nice 45 Springfield XD. He stuck it in the neighbor's face <laughs> over a fist fight. That sent him to jail. He beat his case because the guy was so large and the guy had already knocked him on his ass cheeks. Now, you know, he, he was threatened for his life. He beat the case. This guy's such of a nut job. He's still able to buy guns when he's taking five and six different antidepressants and psychosis meds. I think there needs to be a point where we need to stop people from that, like that, from buying weapons. That are and on pharmaceutical drugs. Anybody who goes on social media and talks about what they're going to do with their guns, who they're going to oh, yeah, hurt that, with their guns. Shows signs of, uh, I think your gun should be stripped from you right now. Damn, right so now. I just posted a picture of my AK yeah. on the don't, last podcast, don't, don't man. Be, don't be doing that shit, man. That's just making what? me look like I'm, I'm putting myself out there. You should not You should not ever post a gun as if <laughs> as if you're going to take up arms. You're protecting your family. I That's all it. fine I and dandy. It, yeah. when, I, hey, when I'm rolling down the highway, we're RV and I stop at a gas station with that RV. People are going to assume I've got money on me. I'm buying gas. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You're talking in the middle of nowhere. Dude, I'm going to pull out that big old pistol, dude, and I'll knock your noodles out mm-hmm. if you come near me or my wife. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a different story. I'm protecting myself, right? I want to get my concealed carry. 
I won't wear it all the time. I want my concealed carry for the middle of the nights. We're out in the middle of nowhere by mm. ourselves, and we want to be able to defend ourselves if an assailant comes up. I don't think it's for the everyday, let me gun somebody down. But it is, <laughs> I do like to see when somebody comes in to rob or hurt or and somebody pulls out their sidearm dog and, and put puts the takes threat down, out. takes the threat down. But a lot of times with these crazy people who have killed so many people, you ain't got time to pull out your little 38 snub nose when this guy's got an extended clip on an AR fucking dropping five or six people every second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, I don't know, guns, guns is the middle of the road for me. I don't think they're everything. Sorry, guys. For all the Second Amendment guys out there who, who think they're guns. yeah, because people are gonna argue. Well, well, look at the left. Look at the Antifa. Look at the rioting. <laughs> Antifa. Look at this and that. Antifa, aka the the anarchist guys who ran out with the anarchy flag back in the nineties. The Antifa people are not a threat. Um, when does property become more important than person? Well, they say they say the, the the Democratic Party like someone. Have you ever heard of George Soros? Yeah, the Jewish guy. Yeah, they said George Soros is a big promoter of them, and okay, and they're they're, they're anti fascists They say and, George Soros, but they're not. Huh? The, I, I mean, do are they protesting? Yes, are they doing their things? But when they say, "Oh, they're looting," I think they're the rebel rousers. Really I think they need to chill out. I think rebel they're rebel rousers. Yeah. I think they're rebel rousers. I think they need to chill out. I think they need to stop burning shit down. That doesn't really work. Well, the founders, the the two girls, they're they're saying that. There was a documentary. I, I could send it to you afterwards, but there was an interview of them, and they're saying that they were bringing up because me and you are spiritual people. We've grown up in yeah. in, in religions and and church and and such things, and given a moral compass. Yes. Yeah, yeah, moral compass. And so they're saying the two girls. I saw the interview. They're saying that they're more. Uh, they talk about spiritual stuff, right? They said we pray upon our ancestors that were enslaved and and going through things to possess us and, and, and help us to keep fighting the fight of, you know, uh, discrimination and racism, such like that. And it shows the girls and they're dancing and they got, they got costumes on and, and they're saying that's all symbolic. It's all spiritual. That that's a, that's a spiritual uh, presentation they're doing. I don't care what them broads been doing. You know what I mean? I might be going too deep. I might be going too deep. I hate to cut you off. I don't care. I don't care what they've been doing, bro. <laughs> they're, they're defiled, you know what I mean? Just like Black Lives Matter. Girl gets on there talking about busting in the Gucci store and all that stuff. Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. That was just a, that was bait for people who think that black lives don't matter. When somebody says all lives matter, you're trying to water down an issue at hand. You really and are. The issue at hand is police brutality. Yeah, but everybody says, oh, white people are killed as much as blacks by the cops. Well, let's look at the percentages of how many blacks are in this country and how many whites are in this country. Right? There's, there's more, a white, more, more. There white people. There's a lot more white people than there is black. So if they're if they're neck and neck, or if there's more whites, obviously they're going to be killed because this country, I think, is still, what, 60-something percent white? You know? I got to look up the numbers. I, I've never I've never looked them up, but that's interesting I'm not, I'm to not see. Hard, I'm not hardcore BLM. All my friends stopped sending me all the BLM. What do you think about BLM this, this, and that? I, 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 um, I really do think Black Lives Matter. But I don't say that to say as if I'm hardcore into it. I just, I say it to say that everybody knows that everything that happens needs to be on a fair playing field. So saying that, 
are we playing on a, a fair playing field right now? Or do we have to realize growing up and, and learning and, and, and realizing is a playing field even for people like us and, and kids for our younger age? You know, we could talk about the government and how they took it over in the education system. And there's always, you know, they got transgender showing up. And- yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about none of that weird ass shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I think that's not a place for children. You accept them. You don't accept them. That's fine. I don't. I don't think children should be learning about what heterosexuals do at that age. That's not a place. It's a big. It's a big issue. My son's in seventh grade, junior high. I don't remember what happened with Zayla, how it worked, but now that Maritza's at their homeschooled because of uh, the COVID, we get to see the curriculum and we get to hear the teacher. And he and he's always the teacher that 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 my son. Uh, well, he he's a health teacher. He's a perpetuator of that. No, he's respectful, man. Thank you. And when I hear on the news and you see the transgenders coming in, look, I don't have nothing against those. I don't have anything. But going back to being having an age, tell a certain the truth, age, bro. You think that shit is weird? And all the people listening, a lot of them say, oh, they they believe in LBGTQ and all that stuff. They're saying L- LGBTQ uh, P pedophile. They, did you hear about that new law that just happened in uh, California? I heard about it, but you know what? It's just the last days of the last days, and I don't want to be too religious, but long story short, I, I I pray for everybody who has it hard going through that stuff. Your internal desires could be your worst enemy. Your internal desires can be your worst enemy. From people who go out there and fornicate and, and want to sleep with multiple women and and do all this crazy stuff. What you was gotta, that guy's name? That just that just King passed. Face. King Face. King Face. The guy, the guy, the big MAGA Trump supporter. He was a super spreader of HIV to multiple women. He was a selfish person. His own desires, I personally feel, were the worst kind. Um, infecting people with that horrible disease, and he knew he had it, was pretty damn bad. I don't know about his political views. Obviously, he knew he had AIDS, so. Who knows? He could have had an underlying issue where he felt that he wanted to screw up as many as he could, um, screw as many people as he could before he left this earth. Maybe that's why he was MAGA. I don't know. But he laid with many women and infected. So every man's good for one woman. Every man for a woman, you think? I believe in that. Once you're married, you know, there's, there's a standard. There's a standard, right? Yeah, hell yeah, there's a standard. I don't know the LBGTQ. I don't really. I don't really have nothing. Well, they're saying P because of the, the law that they're, they're trying yeah, to pass. Yeah, but I it. just. I don't want to. I, I being pe- in love with, with like like a man could be with with the a girl if she's, you know, nine years, ten but, years old. But, I don't know the law. But that's been. But that's been my whole argument. You guys, everybody listen. Because it goes with with, and, with the kid with the boy now. Go to India. Go to India. Right. A thirty-five year old man can marry a fourteen-year-old girl. It's normal, right? It's an arranged marriage. Well, it's my lady's dad, dude. He went to Mexico and he, oh. and he picked my lady's mom up. Okay, they were that's crazy. Twenty years apart. See, that's crazy. You gotta understand. Some places pedophilia is accepted. In my mind, it's not accepted. Same thing goes with the LBGT community, right? In India, you can marry a little girl, and that's some freaky ass shit. Mm-hmm. But they'll stone you to death if they find out you've been laying with a man, right? They'll kill you for it. Mm-hmm. I think in my eyes, it's all my religious beliefs Beliefs, is they're, they're, they're they're both 
Savages. Yeah. I don't know. Tribalism. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, you're just throwing out the, the craziest adverbs you can, huh? The craziest depictions. Nah, I don't know if I agree with that, guys. Let's take that. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking around now. We're no. two hours in, bro. Okay. And it's all good. I, Dude, everyone listen to my podcast know I I, I talk a lot of shit and I, I, I let loose. And, uh, this you know, there's no, it's no, yeah, it's no, it's never a, 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 a aggregation. You know, you can, you can say what you want. It's open on this podcast. I, 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 you're on this podcast because I respect you and I love you, Thank and you, likewise. and you're always been someone that's been there for me. And and your opinion is a lot different. And I don't. I, I just think you know my problem is not my problem, but you know what I see with all the homies and everything is that you guys all have the same views, but you're just coming from different directions. How about that? I don't have the same views. <laughs> Fuck no. well, I keep it know. 100, bro. I keep it 100. I don't I don't care how much I got or what I don't got. I still have compassion. I care about children in and out of the womb. I don't I don't I don't care about if if you grew up on this side of the fence or the other side of the fence. My compassion is the same. Obviously, being an American, I care more. If you're a union member, I care more. You're a Christian, I care more. I don't really say that that um, I'm full of myself. Do you think we're heading towards it? I mean, you and me. Look at this is this is a conversation that I, I would have between you and me. People are listening now. I know. Is there an end game to this, man? Are, are we living, end, are we living in those times? There's an end game to this. I would like to see this country prosper, right? Everybody's marching in the streets. Um, they're not taking COVID serious. That's the protest. That's the MAGA people. That's all of that. That's that's the the Democrats. That's the Republicans. Everybody, everybody. Needs a break, damn it. I think Biden is going to give that break. I hope that the hatred dies down. I hope this is not the normality. I hope that that prison reform comes about. To everybody out there, I've got a friend in prison right now, um, LaVon. I'm fighting to get him out. He's doing 19 years for a commercial burglary. Damn. He has done wrong before. He's not a habitual offender. His crimes were 19 years apart. And he got 19 years for, for a commercial burglary. A lot of things in this country need to be changed. I know Donald Trump is doing prison reform. I commend him for that. But there's a lot of other things that I can look at that I could say um, we need to fix. There's a lot of things. Everybody knows things need to be fixed. Now, why do they make these issues that we see on the news, why do they make those so important? When there's other things important, like like let's talk about starvation for a moment. How many people are starving around the world, especially because of all this COVID too? Look at all the locusts that had just flown in in, in Africa. I mean, we we're going through biblical times and people. Yes. Well, it happens all the time. Really? But we're actually really? dumb. We're actually what dumb. have we done to this world that's benefited it? Yeah, we're actually we're dumb. We're sucking it dry. We're actually dumb because we sit back and we <laughs> complain about all the immigrants and. All these people coming in and all these people on food, cash aid, snap, all that <laughs> shit cost us 35 cents a week Yeah, in our taxes mm -hmm. because we make over a certain amount of money. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Right? Because we make over that. I know what you make. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make over this threshold subsidizing money for companies. I've told you this line before. I told Casey, too. Love that guy. Mm -hmm. Now I do. He pissed me off for years. Casey, but, you pissing him off for uh, years. Yeah. So, so. Uh, <laughs> We, we we give pennies to the poor and we give thousands to the rich. 1600 bucks a year in subsidizing 
taxes for corporations we're paying. And we're okay with that. But we always Are we okay as a, no, a, a we are driver okay with that. working for a company that, that's doing the same thing? But everybody says they want everybody. That's like like I told you. <laughs> we roll up to the stoplight, right? We got a guy holding the sign right there. I just need a beer. I'm hungry. I'm tired. This, this, and that. We look at him and tell him, loser, get a job. Mm-hmm. As we hand a thousand bucks to the dude in the Bentley next to us. How <laughs> stupid is that? That's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's where everybody needs to really wrap their brain around it. But I don't want to talk all day. We'll, we'll do a part two. No, um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're at two hours, dude. We broke the limit. I think me and Freddie are like two and a half hours. Yeah. Man, once again, man, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. We could chop it up all day. You know how we Thank do. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. dude, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. And all once, the previous people, I love what I love why you came on. You guys, your he input. He listens. He listens. This is a listener to it, the podcast. It's your input. Um, there's some pretty smart people. Some of the people who came on. <laughs> drop your guard and start telling who you really are. <laughs> let's you know? roll, man. Yeah. L- let's do it, man. I, I, I'm so happy I started this podcast. Thank you once again, Terry. I've known you for so long, dog. You should la- flap your gums, dog. <laughs> and I don't want to fucking deck you one, dude. And you, you, don't you used might, to be a bully to me. Yeah, no, I wasn't that? a bully. Then man. I got bigger than you, and then all uh, of a sudden the tables turned. You started coming to. Te- <laughs> you became a teamster too. You grew quick. Yeah, uh, I love you, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast. If people want to get a hold of you, Teamsters, people that got questions of, of, of what's going if they're going through something, you're a shop steward, not just for 396, but you're a shop steward for the whole Teamsters around yeah. the world. Let them know how they can get a hold of you. It's 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 abbreviated Brown Driver 05 on Instagram. I don't really mess with Facebook or so on and so forth. Um, if you just look up Terry D, you will see Brown Driver being one of the analogies. Or the not the analogies the um one of the names that pop up it's b r w n d r v r zero five um then you'll find me on Instagram hit me up anybody has any questions anybody wants to go to war with anything I said I'm not a I'm not I'm not a hater of anything guys you are what you are I accept you for who you are and uh, everybody take care out there man and uh, give some compassion. Listen up, all you bad motherfuckers who listen to this podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. I love you guys. Stay solid, man. Just do your thing. Help people out. Open the door for people. Say I love you. Look them in the eyes. Hey, man, I go through it, man. There's nights I don't sleep. There's nights I'm in pain. There's nights I don't feel good. I'm depressed. I've been through it, man. We're all going through this together. But once again, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. This is episode 49. This is your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola. I love you. Peace.